Welcome to PowerPlay. I'm Sam DeLev, but in Port Ruby, I'm Dr. Caden D'Alto. What you are about to hear is the audio from our Twitch stream. If you'd like to watch the show, it's live on Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash qtimes, q-u-e-u-e-t-i-m-e-s, or you can catch up with our archives on YouTube. For more information, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG. Hello, welcome to PowerPlay, where I am still doing some preliminary tweeting to let people know the show started. Um, but yeah, welcome to PowerPlay. Um, I'm, I'm Rick Bud, your Game Master. My notes are somewhere here. And uh, these um, amazingly lovely people that you see before you are uh, Sam DeLev, our Cadillac Eversinger, uh, Caitlin Bruder, our Benny Beckett, Omar Najam, our Vion Vigor, and B. Zelda, our Ulez Galley. Hello, everybody. And... Uh, as usual, I want to start by throwing special thanks out to Jake and Lauren and the mods and everybody at Q Times. We love you, and we could not do what we do without you doing what you do. So just keep doing. Thank you. We love you. And uh, yeah, so your subs and your bits help support Q Times, and your donations to the tip jar help support this show and uh, the people you see on the screen. And to that end, we've got uh, some rewards as usual. Here's how they work. Um, if we get to $50, the team gets a point of community determination. And tonight, community determination uh, is especially valuable because I believe, if my count is correct, uh, the team has one point of community determination, and Ulez has one point of determination, and that's it. So they need determination. If we get to $150, uh, the Mysterious Benefactor uh, in-universe, uh, you know our team has a Mysterious Benefactor who sends them useful gifts from time to time. Uh, we know outside of the universe that that Mysterious Benefactor is you, the chat, and uh, so far this season you have gotten them a portable voice stress analyzer, which is plus one uh, when detecting lies, and a one-day gym pass, which uh, got everybody plus one to any physical attribute not to exceed six uh, last week. And this week, uh, if we get to $150, the chat can provide the team with a tracer that works at distance eight hundreds of miles. Tracer that works at hundreds of miles. So that could be useful when the right time comes. I don't know, you can never tell with these things. So that is if we get to $150. And as usual, if we get to $250, the after credits lore drop, a revealing glimpse of some important but previously unseen part of our story or universe. Uh, you can always see that these tiers, uh, you can always see these tiers in chat with the command unlocks. And if you can't support us by donating, you could help us by liking and commenting on our YouTube videos or sharing our tweets and stuff like that. We really appreciate all that stuff too. And we appreciate fan art and everything else y'all do for us. Uh, it, it means a ton. Um, you can get PowerPlay merchandise. There are t-shirts and stickers with Caitlin's wonderful character art and our friend Hector's uh, amazing PowerPlay logo. There you go. Omar's got one of those stickers there. Caitlin's got one of those stickers there. Um, those are available at the Q Times Teespring store. Jake will put that link into chat for you. Uh, the game we play here is called Icons. It's published by Ad Infinitum Adventures. And it was created by a guy named Steve Kenson. Uh, you can find follow him on Twitter at S. Kenson. Uh, he is a joy to follow, I promise you right now. And uh, the book edition that I have is published by Green Ronin. Uh, they are sold out. Um, so you can get it on PDF, or I think there might be print-to-PDF versions uh, from uh, at, uh, at Infinitum themselves. You can follow the show at PowerPlayRPG on Twitter and Instagram. PowerPlay is now available as a podcast for the podcast Inclined, so check that out wherever fine pods are casted. That's the announcements. Time for PowerPlay.
and we're back. So, previously on Power Play. In our season premiere, the team helped Benny's childhood friend, Will Walton, take down the Cluster's new program to create Super Enforcers, a project they undertook to protect themselves against whoever was attacking them with the red rage gas that we've seen from time to time. In the process, they captured the gangster Dugan, uh, who agreed to inform on the Cluster after Vion scared the holy living bejesus out of him by projecting the experience of Vion's death into Dugan's mind. The team was then approached by Dr. Shandar Pravagi, an archaeology professor who had just returned from Parnata and was supposed to deliver an important artifact to an associate of his patron. This artifact, which was a compass rose pendant tied to ancient Siddharman civilization and uh, the mysterious god of the way, was alleged to have powerful magical properties. Uh, but before Pavaki could deliver it, it was stolen by a mage named Reese Vorton, who tried to get it out of the country. The team did recover the pendant, though Vorton ultimately escaped. Pavaki delivered the pendant to its intended recipient, who turned out to be Theon. There it is right there. You can see Omar's got the pendant. And before Pavagi left, he pointed out that the spirit of justice is only associated with those who themselves died from an injustice, and he raised the possibility that Vion may have been murdered. That all happened in-game on Friday, July 9th. We're going to pick up the next day. Uh, we're at Vion's apartment. It is pretty early in the morning when... Uh, you hear Sandy knocking at the door. Uh, hey, y'all in there? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what we would be doing, Ulez. Um, any new music that's come out that you got on vinyl? Yeah, you're right. We're listening to the new music that just came out. <laughs> and so, <laughs> uh, yeah, Sandy. Uh, uh, and I head to the door and I open it. What's up, man? And he's, uh, uh, well, I'm here to see Ulez. Uh, Ulez, um, one time we were painting, you mentioned uh, some guy, Declan Eklund, is that right? Oh, correct. And, 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 and he hands you a folded newspaper that is folded open to the death notices section. It's the Port Ruby Standard, and he points to one and he says, it looks like they're burying that guy uh, today at Longridge. Um, if you want to go, I would be happy to go with you. Go. Why? Why? Where? The Longridge Cemetery, where they're they're burying your friend. Ah, the tradition of saying goodbyes to the dead though they cannot hear you. Would you explain to me some more of those traditions if I attend? Uh, I could try. Um, I'm not much of an expert. Oh, have you ever spoken to the dead? Um, huh. And he kind of like looks over at Vion, you know, uh, you know, I don't know exactly. It, it's a complicated, uh, um, yeah, it's complicated. So I don't know. Is, do you want to go? I, I, I just figured, I didn't know if you knew. So, oh, this is interesting. We would like to attend. Could we bring perhaps uh, a fern or a um, some large plant that can be placed near, uh, we believe you call them headstones. I think that sounds very nice. Have some cacti as well that could function quite well, or a cacti. 
Well, the tradition is flowers, but I, you know, I, I think cacti. Um, yeah, I, I've always loved a good cacti. They will flower once a year. So, does anybody else want to go with Ulas? If an invite is extended, yeah, Benny would go. I think via text. Tadrax, Vion? Uh, I mean, I was there and I wasn't directly invited, so I'll, I'll, I'll step this one out. <laughs> Oh, you could assume that Sandy. Okay, okay. I you, know, you want to come to the lines and you know. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm kind of just got keeping it. things moving. By the um, way, it looks like we have opened up the first tier. Thank you so much, everybody. So you have two points of community determination now, and uh, if we get to 150 dollars, you have a tracer good for uh, hundreds of miles. Level eight. Thank Ooh. you so much, chat. Thank you so much, chat. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll hang back. I, I I'm dealing with some of my own personal stuff a little bit, so I'll. Uh, and this doesn't seem to be an immediate danger to us right now. So, Dad yeah, Rex? I'll hang back. Rex does not like human cemeteries. It makes them very anxious. That is fair. Um, so, Benny, Ulez, uh, and Sandy uh, go to Lawnridge. Um, um, Ulez uh, does ask Benny like what they're supposed to wear. Um, um, normally, I guess to funerals, people wear like dark clothes. Like you wear black; it's like a color of mourning traditionally. But you could probably wear whatever you wanted. Inside the house, Ulez would pose to Vion. Do you have any traditional funeral wear? Ooh, that's interesting. Because actually, the funeral wear that I would have would probably be white. Um, because of my cultural background. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Um, but so I would, I, I think I would, I would pose that. Um, uh, yeah. What, what, uh, what, which? Did you have a specific look in mind that you wanted to wear? Oh, Benny said black would work. Okay. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I've got some. Uh, how about like a nice like blazer? Oh, that would be quite good. Um, and can I add this really quick? We don't have to, if this is a big thing, Rick, don't worry about it. But like, I'm, I'm playing the top of my intelligence cause I've just gotten into this myself. Um, no matter how, what the size of the blazer is for Vion, I, he can tailor it, uh, for Ulez cause he just bought himself a little sewing machine. Ah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it takes some time, but if you want, we can assume you had enough time to do it or, or. And just a quick, like, you know, pinch his shoulders in a little bit and maybe yeah. give, like, a, a little hourglass at the waist, uh, you know, like, maybe Fold a dart or two at the back. Exactly, yeah. This is, and I don't even know, it won't be the cleanest thing in the world, but just, like, a quick little, just so it doesn't look baggy, you know? It's not <laughs> the 90s anymore. Um, okay. Sure. So, uh, yeah, and then, uh, you know, let's go full suit and tie and everything. There you go. Oh, and a tie. Quite lovely. Is it a black tie or is it, like, got patterns on it? I think it would be a black tie out okay. of respect. Yeah, that's respectful, I guess. Yeah. So okay. Sandy takes you to the funeral. It is when you get there, it is just the three of you. You are the only people to attend the funeral of Declan Eklund. A priest says a few perfunctory words, and then he looks at the three of you and he says, uh, would anybody like to say anything? Oh, um, are there parameters for the words that I can say to the dead? 
Um, it's just, I don't know, parting thoughts, sharing words with the people who came to say goodbye, you know, experiences that you hold fondly. It's kind of whatever you want to say. Could I say what I would have liked to have said to Declan Declan? I think that sounds about right. Okay. Um, and Ulez will kind of like shuffle over, um... Uh, so is it like an outdoor kind of thing? Like, are we lowering, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Liz will take the place at, like, the head of where, like, the priest was. And while holding on to this um, hanging basket fern, and it's a very, like, healthy fern, so, like, the plant itself is probably, like, the width of Ulez. Um, and they're holding on to it with two hands, kind of covering up their well-tailored blazer now. And they take a few seconds before finally saying, Declan Eklund, you were a terrible person, and your ideologies were incredibly questionable, and yet you had nobody that wanted to support you, and part of me thinks that that is very sad. If you were on my planet, we would have worked with you to ensure that you caused no more harm, no more pain, but your intelligence was to be treasured. Your ambition was lovely, and yet you channeled all of that into the worst things possible. However, part of me wishes that you did not have to disappear as humans do when they pass. Part of me is sad that you can't continue, you cannot grow, and for that, we are sorry. We hope wherever you are dead, be that a world of nothingness, a void, or something else. We hope that you are content and that you no longer hurt. And we'll place the little fern down gently on the ground. And the priest kind of looks at the fern a little quizzically, but uh, nods at you as if you did a good job. Um, and, uh, oh. And yeah, um, that Saturday, the rest of the weekend passes, and uh, we're going to pick up again on the morning of Monday, July 12th. And uh, you all, in one place or another, when you see the PR1 news update with Stella, uh, Stella Combs, played by Laura Dern, reports of an elephant and a rhino stampeding through a terminal at Devere International Airport last week have finally been explained. Officials with the FAA have told PR1 that the animals, who were bound for a wildlife reserve, escaped their shipping habitats and wandered into the terminal through a loading dock. Luckily, no severe injuries were reported and no charges are being filed. Things are tense in Avalon this morning as personal sovereignty party leader Preston Conway leads yet another rally protesting the defunding of Port Ruby's police department, this time outside the headquarters of the city's newly commissioned Department of Public Safety. And they show a clip of Preston Conway, played by uh, Sam Rockwell. He's standing in the street shouting at his angry supporters, and uh, he's got a megaphone, and he's yelling, I would rather watch the people of this city tear each other apart than let our freedom be taken from us. And the crowd cheers wildly, and it cuts back to Stella Combs, and she says, in other news, a local cat has learned the alphabet, and did somebody say gay penguin wedding? Those stories and more when we return. Now, 
you are all going through your day. You are at your respective homes. Or, Benny, you are maybe um, at the uh, – well, it's Monday, so you, you were probably at work. Um, Cadrax, you were at the clinic. And you all, at the same time, receive a text message from Lila Pendry. Request your assistance on a matter of unparalleled importance. Meet at the detective agency one hour. Everybody going? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Surgical schedule permitting, yes. Yeah. That is one of those things that it is difficult to cut short. Um, Lila Pendry... Lila Pendry being Lila Pendry, you are, you are not surprised uh, to find um, your, your new um, boss, uh, whose name is not right in front of me right now, um, uh, uh, send you a message that says um, that you, you are granted the rest of the day off uh, and all of your rounds will be covered. Um, Convenience itself. <laughs> yeah. Lila's got a lot of strings to pull. Um, and... Uh, Say you assemble a detective agency, and just a few minutes later, the door opens, and Lila Pendry, who's played by uh, Meryl Streep, arrives with a man, played by Elliot Page. Uh, he is wearing a well-worn, middle-class, professional kind of suit, um, and uh, he just kind of nervously looks around the office, and uh, Lila says, uh, Hey, everybody, thanks for meeting with us. I hope you don't mind that I took care of your little dust-up at the airport last week. Oh, we are grateful for that. Mm. Try to be a little more discreet in the future. To be fair, we were we were trying to be discreet. Yeah, it actually was a really good plan until uh, he turned two people into animals. It was I, I like very. I, I'm very impressed by the plan that we were pulling. It was really good. Hmm. Uh, Vian Ulers Benny Cadrax. This is Doctor Keith Sutton. Hey, Keith. And uh, uh, Dr. Sutton uh, offers his hand to everybody to shake, and he says, hi, uh, hi, hi, hi. Um, oh, we greet you? Uh, uh, we greet you as well. Um, I mean, I, I, I greet you as, as well. Um, whew, well, uh, might as well just get right to it, I guess. Um, I work for a highly covert government agency known as the Alien Systems Tracking and Reconnaissance Organization, uh, or ASTRO for short. ASTRO's mission is to discover and document to as great an extent as possible other forms of intelligent life in the universe. And uh, obviously you four of all people know there's uh, quite a bit of life out there. Uh, And he eyes Ulez and Kadrax. In fact, uh, there's so much life out there, we eventually realized that we would uh, need help understanding it all. So we started communicating with an alien species known as uh, the Keepers of Spire. And he nods at you, Ulez. We've been attempting to establish a relationship with them so that they would share their vast knowledge of the universe with us. Um, But a few days ago, we picked up an SOS from the Keepers. Their planet is under attack. What? And Sutton eyes Lila nervously, and she nods at him, and he then says, By the Star Choir of Beta Pixis. No. Uh, 
That cannot be true. We would have received some kind of communication before you. I don't know if they have that ability anymore. Of uh, no, no. Nothing bad could truly happen. Right? He says, we don't know. And we don't know why the Star Choir is attacking, but we can't learn anything from the Keepers if they're conquered or worse. So I asked Lila here if she could recommend some highly capable agents who could uh, go on a reconnaissance mission to Spire and find out what is going on and why. But when she told us that you had an actual keeper on your team, I, I thought that would be perfect. I, I was slightly less enthusiastic when I, I found out about you, Cadres, but Lila assures us you're trustworthy, and, and to be frank, your inside knowledge of the Star Choir could be a huge asset. We need your help. The keepers need your help. What do you say? Need to go now. Like to space? We have to. That 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 is where yeah, to space. Yes. Uh, oh. Would you would okay. you all come to help protect my people? To protect us? Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about that. I'm I'm good to go. Benny, what do you think? Uh, I, I'll have to take off work, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, just, yes, I will do everything in my power to help you always. You know this. I'm just it's going to take me a second to wrap my brain about. I understand. Um, we have a ship that can get you there in time for your trip to make a difference. Um, oh. You leave tomorrow. And Lila says, you could be gone a while. Say your goodbyes, put your affairs in order, then be at the water taxi stand at Fort Trumbull at 9 a.m. Um. And Lila and Dr. Sutton turn towards the door and leave. Lula's will crumple to the ground. Hey, hey, how you doing? We can't be in danger. We have such good security. We are peacekeepers. We are passive. We are keepers of knowledge. We are not meant to be attacked. Everybody knows that. Everyone and everything. Okay. Uh, we're going to... Uh... We're going to focus on what we can do right now as we kind of process this information a little bit. Um, I'm speaking to both sort of like both, both parts of your mind that are still kind of interacting and figuring this whole thing out. So we're going to get into a spaceship tomorrow and we're going to fly and we're going to do what we always do our very best. And that's what we're going to focus on. So what do you need to do in the next 24 hours uh, to help pack, right? We should probably make sure Sandy is watering the plants while we're gone, right? That's something we can focus on? Yes, yes, that is, that is a very good idea. Um, we need to go to the warehouse to gather some parts from our spaceship okay. that would ensure that we can communicate with our home. That's a great idea. Let's let's uh, yeah, let's make a quick list of stuff we got to knock out today. And uh, I don't got anything I got to do, so... Uh, a list. Lists are lists are good. We have we have come to enjoy them. 
Great. Yes. And if at any point today you need to like, you know, stop and work through some stuff, you let me know if you need me to, you know, tag in on the list or also if you just need to talk, don't worry about it. But let's, uh, yeah, let's get assembling. Let's get some stuff together. Well, we thank you. Uh, and then Vion's going to turn uh, to Cadrax. And how are you doing, Doc? I, I will get my affairs in order. You have until 9 a.m. the next morning. Um, Ulez, you're going to get some parts from your ship and arrange for Sandy to water the plants. Mm-hmm. Say all of your bosses are amenable to time off. Lila Pendry is able to get the hospital to give you as much leave as you need, Sam, as uh, Cadrax. Um, Marilyn can take care of the detective agency. You know, we're just on leave or something right now. Whatever the humans say. So let's assume that the nuts and bolts of that you are taking care of. Does anybody want to do anything, want any scenes, want any anything before you leave? I don't know if it necessarily needs this, like a full scene, but like this is, <laughs> Benny's like just a guy. Like this is like not, <laughs> like this is not anywhere in like the realm of possibilities in her mind, like has ever, ever in her. And I think she just has to like, I think she has to like deal with, with that a little bit, I think there's like an hour of just like full on like zone out dissociation where she just like sits and like has to like come to terms with that. And then I think she goes into like, okay, okay, get, get over it. Friends need you. You're, you've been nervous about stuff in the past. You've gotten through it. It'll be fine. She, I think she spends like several hours, like her apartment is like not livable right now and she still has shit in there. So I think she spends several hours just like boxing shit up. And, like, putting it in the van and, like, driving it to, like, I don't know, the office, I guess. And, like, putting it in a storage room. And uh, talks to Dino, whatever. Um, probably talks to Will. And then puts off a conversation with her moms for as many hours as she possibly can. Um, and I don't even think she knows what she's going to tell them. Cause like they haven't really talked about, like she's, she's talked a little bit to them about like what she's been doing and stuff, but like they've been pretty preoccupied and whatever. And so like, I think she just tells them that she's going on a trip for work. I think she just tells them it's fine. You know, I've got a, I've got a cool position. Now they brought me on this team that's going to some really cool places. I'll bring back photos. They can hear the nervousness and the uncertainty in your voice, but they both seem, you know, very reassuring. Don't worry, honey. Everything's going to be okay. I love you guys. Um, I know it's super last minute, but I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know about it either, but it'll be, it'll be good. I I don't know how much, you know, service we'll have or whatever, but um, I'll keep you posted and I'll let you know when, when we're leaving. Anybody else? Um, oh, yeah, go ahead, Sam. Cadrax uh, will leave in the evening. They will make arrangements with Abigail to see to dog and collect 
frankly, not very much. Uh, and in the evening until the morning, they will take up vigil guarding the residents of Ula's Galley and by extension, Fionn Vicar on the roof. Uh, they do not directly communicate this. They do not impose that sort of communication, but ensure that the Keeper of Spire on this planet is guarded. Okay, can I throw out two things then that maybe I'm doing? I also contact my family, but it's like, whatever. Um, (laughs) um, I want to send a pizza over to Benny (laughs) with just a note that says, remember to eat and hydrate. I think she's still staying at the detective agency couch, so you probably to send it to the detective agency. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, and then using some sort of detective detection on my part, maybe even some magical stuff, and if we have to get real specific about it, fine. But also we can negate this if it's not great. But um, Cadrex is like on the roof, just like keeping watch, and I'd love for just Vion to at some point, I don't know what time, but just like pops up behind like, hey, Doc. And I'm just, like, there with, like, a coffee. Oh, um, so the very good news is that, uh, members of the Star Choir are very aurally aware. So I recognize your voice. (laughs) So the first instinct of the shield to the throat doesn't end up happening. (laughs) It's just a very sharp turn. The processing happens in time, and that's what we need to focus upon. Okay, yeah, I gotta, I gotta phase more often. Is uh, a, a note that I'm taking from this interaction right here, Doc. Uh, that would have been probably a good idea. Uh, but I, uh, I don't know. I, I wanted to check in on you, and uh, you weren't at your place, so I kind of put two and two together. How are you feeling? There are no words to describe what is being done or what I have to do to rectify it. And what that might cost. I don't know if anyone's going to get a chance to say this to you, so I'll go ahead and speak on behalf of everybody who hasn't voiced it quite yet, but I'm sorry that you're in this position. I really, I'm, I'm really sorry. Thank you, but I am not. This is necessary. This needed to happen for my people to be brought to a better way. That cannot be this. This cannot happen. It should not. And... I must honor that I am given the opportunity of stopping it. Vion's going to hand over a wrapped package. Uh, you know, I was, I was planning on having a conversation with you in a different context because uh, the last few days have been a little intense and we were going to chat, but I think we have maybe some more stuff to meditate on, so we'll save that. But I want you to have this Open it. There's a note inside. Open it when you need to, 
or maybe when you don't need to anymore. That's up to you. Am I supposed to ascertain its contents before opening it to know whether or not no. I should? What? No, no. Why? Then I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> no, it's wrapped. But you know I can. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm well aware. But you, but you, just because you can, yeah, I can also do a million things. I, I can do magic. Yes, you're extremely capable. It is one. Thank of you, but I'm not going to unless, like, I think just it, like emotionally, when you feel like if you need something, you can open that, or if you don't and you're just like, I'm fine, then you can also open it. So those are the two options. Do you get it? No, how do I know? Okay, you know, just check in with me, I guess. It, like, you could or check it by somebody. Just like, do you want it, to... It's not that big of a deal, if I'm being quite honest, Doc. So like, uh, whenever you want to, or you don't want to, just trust your gut. Just trust your gut. Thank you for the opportunity to check in with you at a future time. And Vion nods and he starts to kind of like wander back and then turns back really quickly and goes, you know, one thing that helps me when I get like really stressed about this stuff, sometimes I speak with like a different accent and like, it just kind of like, I don't know, it just changes things up a little bit. And so if you just need to remind yourself of who you are, maybe you could do that. I don't know. It's up to you. So, um, see you in the morning. If you need anything, doors unlocked and I want to phase through the roof. And uh, well, I guess we forgot to switch tonight, but let's just say we're, we're, we're at the next morning. It's Tuesday, July 13th, and uh, everybody meets at uh, the water taxi stand in Fort Tremble, I assume. Um, you all meet up, and after waiting a few minutes, you hear a voice. Hey, we meet again! And you turn to see the smiling face of Special Agent Henry Park of the FBI, played Aww. by Sung Kang. Um, and he smiles and gives a little wave. How you doing? Sorry I wasn't around to help with that whole, uh, frame for terrorism thing. I, I was out of the country with my sister, Michelle. Uh, she sends her regards, by the way. You know, you four will always be our heroes. Oh. We thank you. No, we thank you. All right, Lila wants me to make sure you get where you're going. Everybody ready? Yeah. I'm going to nudge Benny really quickly and be like, you brought your suit, right? My what? You brought your spacesuit? Oh, my God. My Marianne went to the swimsuit. No, I don't have a spacesuit. What? They sent... Benny, you didn't... No, I'm just kidding. I'm just screwing with you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Don't worry gonna about it. I'm going to kick your ass. We're going to get gonna on a boat. Great. I'm going to push gonna be you great. overboard, actually. <laughs> this is going to be great. Don't worry about it. <laughs> And uh, Henry Park leads you to uh, a dock away from the water taxis. There's a speedboat there, and once you're all in, uh, he starts the engine and pulls away into the bay. Um, Jake, can I get the Bray Island map for a couple of minutes? Um, you is sunny day. The ride is very pleasant. And Henry says, uh, so you're really going um, out there? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's not as uh, far as you believe. Space is quite close. Presumably not by their technological standards. I was not aware that they had interstellar capabilities at all. Well, they have landed on the moon. Yeah, we went to once. the moon. We you were inter went to the moon. Planetary <laughs> travel is very noteworthy. 
Oh, that's very cute. Oh, we also put some robots on Mars. I don't know if we told you about that. Curious, yes. Yeah, I'm close. Uh, curiosity, robots. I believe. Ah! That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as you talk, it doesn't take you long to notice that Henry is taking you directly towards Bray Island, um, just north there of Lapley Island, where you had the big prison break and stuff. And uh, he pulls up, uh, he pulls the boat up next to a dock where you see uh, Lila waiting for you. And she uh, says, Welcome to Bray Island. Follow me. And you get out of the boat, we'll say, and uh, Henry stays back at the boat, and uh, the rest of you follow Lila down the dock. Um, and uh, at the end of the dock, there's a dirt path, and it leads all five of you around the edge of the island. The island has uh, like a hill in the middle of it, and as you walk, you can see that up at the top of the hill, there is a sort of large warehouse-like building that has no visible windows. Next to it is a field of satellite dishes that point at the sky. Lila says, uh, that's the listening station where the SOS was intercepted. But we're not going there. Do you we're have going... a copy of SOS? Um, I could arrange to get you one. Oh, that would be quite nice. So thank you. We're going there now. And she points ahead, and in the distance, you see another dock, a much longer one. And adjacent to it, you see the top of an enormous submarine. And Lila says, that'll take you to your point of departure. And Dr. Sutton is waiting for you by that submarine. And he waves. And he says, Whew, morning, everybody. I hope, uh, hope nobody gets uh, seasick. Are we consuming the water? Uh, well, uh, no, it, it's more of an equilibrium kind of... Oh, oh, never mind. Um, and uh, you walk closer to the boat. And uh, you can see as you get there, uh, it has names stenciled on the back of it. Uh, the uh, Charon or Charon, C-H-A-R-O-N. Um, and uh, Dr. Sutton leads you down the dock to uh, what I believe is called the sail of the submarine. That part that kind of sticks up horizontally uh, where you, you get in uh, on the top. And uh, he, uh, he directs you through a hatch on top of the submarine. I think Benny's like... St- like- has a moment where she doesn't follow for a second and like it's just like i don't know if anyone was behind her but she just fully like stops i think staring at it and and dr sutton everything okay uh yeah it's just that i don't think this really registered to me uh we're about to be in a very enclosed space and i uh sometimes spontaneously combust um Oh, it, it's it's actually it's really big in there. I I, I think you're going to be okay. Um, there, there's plenty of space. It's not like you, you won't feel like you're in like an enclosed space. I, I don't think. No, 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 no. I mean, like I burst into flames sometimes. Benny, it's the cuffs. Oh. oh my god, do we have those? Yes. She holds her hands out immediately. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to credit you with saying that you've packed everything that you all of the mysterious benefactor gifts that are portable. Okay. Um, speaking of which, I think we are just a little less than halfway towards the mysterious benefactor. Gift, so thank you. Do you, uh, hey Benny, do you, do you want the cuffs or I can just cast nullification? That's cool too. <laughs> so you Whatever. don't have to, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah, that might actually freak me out too. Okay. I just don't want to, you know, accidentally 
kill all my friends because I got nervous. So yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I'll, ca- I'll cast nullification. Vian, I will credit you with casting nullification since you have as much time as you want to make this work and we're not in like a <laughs> battle situation or anything. Do I feel weird? Um, Do I feel different or something? I've never um, nullified before. Oh, interesting. No, okay. you might be like, you know, trying to, you know. <clears throat> oh yeah, she definitely might, would want to test it. Like to right, yeah, check. testing it out or something. But uh, otherwise, you just, you feel like you. Okay. Okay, that's cool. And Dr. Sutton motions to the ladder. Yeah, she'll go. All right. Um, say one by one, you all climb into this hatch and come down. And uh, at the bottom of the hatch, you find another man waiting for you. Uh, he's played by William Jackson Harper. And uh, he waves and he says, uh, welcome. Hi, uh, I am uh, uh, Dr. Irvin Mosley. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Uh, yeah, that does a little salute. I'm not actually in the military. I just, uh, I just, just like doing the salute. Um, uh, uh, you, you, you must be uh, uh, Benny, uh, Vion, Cadrax, Ulez. Um, it's, it, it's very exciting to meet you all. Um, and once you're all in, uh, Dr. Sutton enters and closes the hatch behind him. And then he takes a walkie-talkie from his pocket and he says, we're all in. And a moment later, you feel the sub's engines kind of roar to life. And the whole thing starts kind of, you know, just vibrating a little bit. And Dr. Mosley says, uh, it's not a long trip, but uh, you want the grand tour? Oh, we would like to see a lot of this place. We are unfamiliar with a submarine. And uh, um, Dr. Mosley and Dr. Sutton walk you through the whole sub. Living quarters, engine room, communications area, navigation station, the bridge, the whole deal. Ula's Explaining so many questions if they're not explained. Yeah, and I will credit you. Yes, you, you ask all those questions and, uh, uh, and, and, and they answer as best they can. And they, they seem to really get into it, too. They love talking about their submarine. Um, and, I might be uh, the only one that follows, though. I don't know if Cadrax and uh, Benny and Vian go with me. Softly, behind you. Okay. Uh, like, one step behind to the right kind of vibe. Yes. D- uh, in terms of Vion, this is free research. <laughs> research, if you will. Free research. Free search. Right. And he doesn't want to be left alone with her own thoughts. That so right she right follows. <laughs> free search. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's all pretty cool, you know. Uh, it's a very, very advanced um, submarine. And uh, the tour takes, I don't know, 25 minutes or so, and the sub is traveling the whole time. And then finally, um, they lead you to the end of a long hall. And ahead of you, there is this gigantic porthole. It's kind of like a big window. And you can see the whole undersea landscape in front of you, the bottom of Central Bay. It's it's really cool. And um, Dr. Sutton says, uh, Spire is thousands of light years away. The years it would take you to make that trip would render the purpose of this mission uh, completely moot. uh, luckily, we know a shortcut. And Dr. Mosley pulls a small remote control out of his pocket. And he points it at the porthole and says, feast your eyes on this. And he presses the button, and ahead of you, a couple of hundred yards off the hull of the sub, 
the water begins to swirl like a whirlpool. And the whirlpool expands. And as it does, it starts to glow with this eerie blue light. And the water in the center like drains away to the edges. And in its place, you see a hole in the ocean that is quickly filled by a star field. And Dr. Mosley says, I present to you the undersea wormhole. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Hey, yeah, uh, I got a quick question, and this is not the main focus because that's great. I just, uh, uh, this sub, have you uh, all? Do you all take it for like joy rides occasionally, uh, just around? Oh yeah, yeah. We we spent a lot of time uh, trying to find the undersea wormhole. It was actually the keepers who finally taught us how to locate it. So yeah, um, yeah. I glance over at Cadrax and just kind of give like a little nod of like, oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting. May I have like an intellectual? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm just curious whether I'm familiar with this as a, a paradigm of interstellar travel, like knowing multiple alien species, like do, is this a the sort of way that it is done, or does this seem weird? Because, like, humans. Yeah. I if like I would have known about this, I would have stole their text so long ago. So it's just like, where is this coming from? What does this seem like to me? Is this like, you know, oh, yeah, give the French a, have something like this. Give me an intellectual. Can I do this? Oops. God Whoa. damn it. Yep. That's what happens when I push and my back. camera. Oh. <laughs> Be nice to camera. <laughs> uh, what'd um, you get? Uh, so that was a 10 for me. 10 for you. Lula, do you uh, want to do the same? Yeah, for the exact same purpose. Can um, I assist Ulez with something? Uh, it doesn't really work like that. Okay, no, it's fine. Why, what I are you trying 10. to do? 10. Okay, both of you got a 10. Um, Don't worry about it. I'm going to say that being space travelers, both of you have heard of wormhole travel, although not, neither of you have actually participated in it. Ulez, you know that the keepers have tons of information about wormhole travel. It is not your department. It is mm -hmm. some other keepers somewhere that know about that kind of stuff. Cadrax, for your 10, I will say that, you know, um, you, you know, you, you, you are not totally taken off guard by this. You are maybe a little surprised that humans have access to it, but the idea that the keepers kind of help them set this up closes that loop very nicely. All right. It's not chemtrails. Got it. <laughs> and so and, the two aliens yeah. like investigating that doing intellect roles, I'd love for Vion to just go like, okay, okay, so it's like a Stargate thing. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and Dr. Mosley is just like, God, I love Stargate. You know, not not quite the movie so much as the TV show. You know, oh, you're I'm, a TV I'm, Stargate person. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Richard Dean Anderson man. Okay. I, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and and uh, Doctor Sutton's <clears throat> and he, uh, he he's yeah undersea wormhole. You know, there are stories of all sorts of strange things that go on in this bay, at least as far back as the age of exploration. Ships that are mysteriously lost. The English explorers thought there was a sea monster out there. Uh, but Astro's readings uh, just always told us that there was something a little different than that. And uh, yeah, this is, this is what the keepers eventually helped us find out here. Um, you ready to see your ship? Oh, yes. 
Okay. And uh, yeah, they um, they lead you to a, a up a couple of levels to um, a different part of the ship, uh, docking bay, let's call it. And um, there's a sealed door, and Mosley's like, "This is where we keep all the cool stuff." And you know, he puts a code into the keypad, and the door lock releases and opens it up and pushes it open, and you see a spaceship, sleek, silvery. It looks like a cross between like a space shuttle and a Concorde airplane, though not nearly as large as either of them. Um, for my Trek nerds out there, I'm going to say it's bigger than a runabout, but smaller than, say, something like the Defiant. And um, its wings are folded upwards so that it, it fits in the sub, uh, you know, nicely. And um, Dr. Sutton's like, come on. And he, he walks over and uh, there's, you know, there's like a platform leading in, you know, a la the Millennium Falcon or something like that, uh, like a ramp. And uh, he, he takes you in the ramp and um, he starts giving you the tour. It is very cool inside, extremely advanced um, uh, for, you know, Vion and Benny. Uh, this is, you know, you've never seen technology like this for Cadrax and Ulez. Yeah, you know, this is probably like, oh, this is nice. This okay. is this is pretty cool. Um, like Ulez, tell you what, Ulez, do me a favor, make an intellectual. Heck yeah. Uh, nine, if I don't, yeah, I don't know what to add to that. So just nine. Um, you you could roll, you know, add any of your tech bonuses, but it's okay. That's fine. Cadrax, also give me an intellect roll. Hey, 11. Ooh. Okay. Dr. Sutton, he takes you around um, and he shows you there is, there's a bridge that's got seats for two pilots. There's a medical bay, a navigation area, a small section for engineering, ev you know, everything you'd expect to find in, in kind of a small ship like this. Um Ulez, you walking around, you, you easily notice all of this design is very Spire-inspired. Um, this is all looks like the Keepers probably had a lot of input into this design. Some of it even reminds you of your own ship. Uh, okay. Ulez is probably running around touching like, Oh, I remember this on one of the original models. We should see what they do now. This is very cool. And these windows? There's only one window, really, and it is... If there's 15 pans in between, and they all serve a different purpose, and they're just going off. Yeah, and Dr. Mosley's just like, when when you get back, we, we have to have lunch or something. I, I, I have so many questions I need to ask you. I, I can't believe there was, a, there was an actual keeper right here the whole time. And, and, and uh, I, I mean, I, nobody told me. I, you know, I spend so much time in the submarine. I don't really know what's going on in the world, but we, 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 we got to talk sometime. Oh, yes. Cadrax. For your part, you notice the ship seems to have no weapons. You don't see you don't see guns, you don't see anything that looks to you like obvious offensive technology. Any sort of docking, grappling, like proper transmissions of mechanical wave force like you would have in a in a port ship. And uh, Dr. Sutton's, uh, this ship is for uh, you know, reconnaissance transportation only. We, we did not equip it with weapons since uh, most of the alien species that we were planning to interact with <laughs> far outgunned us. And, and we, we didn't want there to be, you know, any misunderstandings. 
However, there there is an airlock. So, I mean, I, I know some of you have offensive powers. If anything came up, you needed to blast, you know, something out of your way or something like that. You could uh, take one of the, the space suits and, and he points to the wall and you see five spacesuits hanging on the wall. They're, they're white, big enough to fit over your clothes. They have the, you know, those big clear face plates that they give space suits in the movie so that you can all see each other's faces and emote to each other while you're having scenes. Um, and uh, he says, you know, you, you could put on one of those and all, all of your powers, as far as I know, should transmit through them. Um, but no, the, the ship itself is not designed for offense. So, you know, be careful out there. I look to Benny. I look back. Benny looks scared shitless. <laughs> and to keep things moving, I'm going to say, you know, they, they take you through the rest of the ship. They, they explain what everything is. They, they tell you anything you might want to know. And if any questions come up along your journey about like, did I ask about this? Did I ask about that? We can, you know, flash back to the scene and find out what it is you learned. And Dr. Mosley says, uh, Ula, is, I mean, the keepers did teach us how to build this thing. So yeah, it, it functions a lot like your own ship, which uh, oh. which makes you the pilot. And he points to the pilot's chair. Oh, that is lovely. Um, we have a rather strange question, but do you have any spare arms of my people? Spare arms? Um, okay. uh, I, I just have the two. Eh? Eh? Because, you know, because I only got the... Okay, never mind. Um, uh, uh, spare arms, what do you mean? Oh, sometimes I set it up in my own spaceship to enable cruise control. I would often just attach one of my arms to the controls and I would walk away. Well, oh, uh, I would not walk away, but we would busy ourselves with other things. Liz, <laughs> you go to the Discord. Oh. I am sending you instructions on how to pilot the ship. <laughs> I'm very hyped for that. Thank you. Let me see there. You got them? Yep. Awesome. Hang on to those. Um, <laughs> and uh, Mosley says, um, just follow the route that's programmed into the computer. Thanks to the wormhole, the, the trip shouldn't take more than a day, but uh, be careful. You have to exit the wormhole in exactly the right place, or you could wind up anywhere in the universe. We clear on this? Oh, very clear. Good, good. Um, and Dr. Sutton says, now communication will not function while you are in the wormhole, but the ship will automatically reestablish contact with Astro once you are out. I'll be waiting to hear from you. Uh, good luck, everybody. Thank you. Oh, before we leave, I have to send one more text and Ulez is going to like stumble to like fumble to pull out their phone and text Molly Darnell really quickly, like going to space. See you later. Yeah. Okay. You send that text to Molly Darnell and um, yeah, just like you, you, you just get back like a WTF, like question mark, question mark, explanation point, explanation point, question mark, explanation point. Um, and uh, yeah, Dr. Sutton and Dr. Mosley walk out. You see the platform raise slowly and 
shut you into the ship, and you hear it starts to pressurize. I look at humans yeah. very quickly. You can still leave. Not a chance. This is all expenses paid trip to space. This is great. When am I going to get this next time? And, uh... Tadrax, I did promise you I would take you to my home planet. We apologize that the circumstances are not at all what we wanted, but I am so happy that you get to see where I came from. I kneel before you, take your hand and put it to my forehead, and then look back up at you. I will lay down my life in service of this mission and be worthy of this trip you have granted me. We thank you. But Again. You sit down in the pilot seat and uh, lay hands on and you are able to immediately interface with the computer of the ship. Um, it feels just like your own ship. It's like coming home, you know. Oh, such a good feeling. And uh, the route that you're meant to follow immediately uh, uploads into your system. You press some buttons. The ship roars to life. And then the end of the submarine kind of opens, you know, like a, like, a, like, a, like a blooming flower or something. And, and, and water rushes in and begins to fill the chamber the ship is in. And it sort of starts to float in the water. Ulez, I want you to roll for, uh, yeah, you make a coordination test limited by the vehicle handling ability, which isn't a problem for you. So just give me a coordination test for that. Okay, I don't think it could have been... I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Um, eight? Okay. Um, it's it's one of those, like, you're like, whoa, whoa, you know, like, maybe at first the ship, like, arches backwards, and you're like, oh, uh, say, we're, yeah, okay, that, okay, <laughs> that, right, that, oh, see, no, we, we do that, you know. Stall it a little bit, grind the gears, no. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. The parking brake um, is still on. <laughs> the brake, yes, the parking brake is oh, still whoops, on. Whoops. <laughs> And uh, then eventually you, you get the hang of it and uh, you press forward on the controls and the ship jets through the water. You know, it's like, like, a, like, a, like a manta ray or something just sweeps through, uh, it, you know, and, and, and it, it's, you know, picking up speed, picking up speed, picking up speed, heading straight for that hole in the ocean. It gets closer, it gets closer, it gets closer, and then suddenly... Bam! The sub enters the wormhole. Now, since we are leaving Port Ruby, I just sent you all in Discord um, some non-Port Ruby neutral backgrounds. Oh. Hey, wait a minute. What Where's color my... are we doing? You got a fixture. There we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. One? that. Okay. Yeah. This is going to be our general we're in space background. Ooh. Got it. The second or, one, right? Yeah. 
we're in space or we're in space at night. Just put that in OBS. And uh, I think it's like a stretch to fit thing. And um, yeah, you shoot into the wormhole. Now, although you didn't see it from the other side, you find yourself in a long tunnel lined with these colorful glowing stripes that just whips, whip past the ship, you know, very psychedelic. And then floating in the ether around you is kind of junk, stuff that maybe has been sucked into the wormhole from the water. You see the detritus of old ships and things like that uh, that have maybe been sucked in against their will. Some of them are strange alien spacecraft that have been long abandoned, but some of them are like earthly vessels, like boats. Uh, one of them, a big 17th century Age of Exploration era sloop. Um, and, uh, you know, it is mostly grounded into pieces, but it's a pretty weird sight to see that all just kind of like floating out there. The star field that you saw that looked like it just filled the middle um, it is actually way, way, way at the end of the tunnel. And, and even though you're flying, it doesn't, doesn't really seem to be getting any closer as you travel. Um, but you zip right towards it, through the wormhole, towards the star field. And uh, I think right there, we're going to take a 10-minute break, and we will pick up traveling through the wormhole we are oh we're we're so close to the uh the mysterious benefactor gift thank you so much everybody um and uh we will be back in 10 minutes see you then and we're back um so yeah uh when we uh, it looks like by the way first it looks like while we were gone um, uh, y'all opened up the mysterious benefactor gift. So thank you so much to the chat for that. And we are already on our way, uh, to, uh, we're about $75 away or so, uh, from, uh, the after credits lore drop. So what I'm going to say is we're, how did we get the gift, thing. Rick? How did we get the mysterious benefactor gift in this wormhole? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I'm going to say is that um, the ship is equipped with uh, a tracer um, that uh, hey. works at uh, hundreds of miles, um, which was, you don't know, inadvertently paid for by your mysterious benefactor who has connections to Astro. Uh, because <laughs> your mysterious benefactor is just that omnipotent. Um, and uh, yeah, so... You are traveling through this psychedelic wormhole that is filled with the detritus of old ships, spaceships, boats, all, all kinds of stuff. And uh, um, the ship, it's a very smooth trip. You see the star field way in the distance ahead of you. Um, and, and, and you're just traveling. Anything you want to talk about, anything you want to do, you got some time. I don't want to be uh, the one to go first. Go ahead. I'm going to check out the like uh, food situation, just out of curiosity. Yeah, there there is a galley. Um, it, it it's got. Yes, but they're piloting. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> That's it. Thank you all so much for joining us. Happy Halloween. Nice. Have a great night. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think we can top that, folks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there is a kitchen area 
Um, and yeah. Now we're not walking into that one again. <laughs> um, and uh, it, 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 don't you dare. Uh, <laughs> I, I can read your mind, Sam. Um, and uh, yeah, you. Um, it, it's got got some snacks in it uh it's got some uh, kind of ready to eat meals that don't look like they're probably too good it is not super fully stocked you know to, this is not like you know 100 years worth of food because you know as dr sutton and dr mosley told you this trip should take about a day so um or or at least you know the trip there and then you know your your mission is to kind of gather reconnaissance and then return so there there's probably I don't know, two weeks worth of food, let's say. Okay. Um, can I get like a bag of snacks? Yeah, absolutely. What kind of snacks are you looking for? I don't know, just like anything that's like easy to eat. Okay, you find, uh, yeah, you find uh, some potato chips, there are pretzels, Cheez-Its, you know, things like that. Great. Um, and um, uh, I'll take some over to Benny. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Sam. Just so I know in the context, based on the fact that like chips... Do we have artificial graph here? Oh my God, because that inflects to. a lot of the like oh, ev- absolutely. existence. Yes, right? Otherwise, absolutely. chips are projectiles. Right. The- like then you go gummy bears or something. So like I just <laughs> I wanted to check. Yeah. You, you, you are totally evoking one of my favorite Simpsons moments where Homer eats the, the potato chips in space and almost destroys the ship. Um, yep. But um, <laughs> yeah, artificial gravity and you do not need to wear your spaceship suits inside the ship. The ship is pressurized. It is heated. It is, you know, right. you only need the suits if you are going outside. Um, or into battle when there might be a hull breach in our inevitable demise, at which point we will lose atmosphere and want to have our suits. It looks like that's going to happen. I predict that this trip is smooth sailing ahead. Everything is going according to plan. It is going to be nothing but success from here on out. So, um, yeah, you've got your chips. Um, What's everybody else doing? Oh, I was just going to say, I take some to Benny. Yeah, Benny is, I think, up in the front, like in the bridge, wherever, probably not like in the co-pilot seat or anything with Ulas, but like just off to the side, I think like, like totally mesmerized looking out the front view, like watching the star fields. Just like, I don't even think she hears you come in. You got to like get her attention. <laughs> uh, hey, Benny, you want some snacks? Oh my gosh. Yes. What? Yes. What do you, what did you find? That's like some stuff. <laughs> I kind of just like sit next to you and just like hold out like the bag of chips. Yeah, she'll she'll pop it open and, and hold hold some out to you. S- split a split a little snack bag. <laughs> you ever watch uh, Deep Space Nine? Uh, one of my moms was really into it, so I watched a little bit when I was younger, but I haven't like seen the whole thing. You got like like Jedzia Dax energy, just so you know. I do know her, and I will gigantic compliment. Thank you very much. It's kind of crazy, right? Being out here. Yeah, I think if I think too hard about it, I might um, have a full-on breakdown. But it's it's really pretty. Do you think if you were out in space, like with the suit, right? Yes. So you've got oxygen, but like the suit can still use your powers. Do you think you could go like as hot as you want? Like out there, it's like uh, not a lot to burn, right? Yeah, I've been trying to figure out um, how all of that's going to play into everything. And he said that we go, oh, you can use your powers in your suits. And I think that that would just uh, kill me, probably. I don't know if that's feasible. Oh, okay. But 
Well, it wouldn't be the first time that a team member of ours had died. And I just kind of munch on some chips as I meditate on what Benny just shared. Tantrax, what are you up to? They're sort of trying to suppress giggles. Oh, sorry. I don't know if it happened for you, but I have the freeze of all time for Benny Beckett. Yeah, you got kind of like a Joan of Arc criteria yeah. flashing cover. Yeah. Just absolute like <laughs> like paused so. in the moment of realization of what would happen if she turned on her powers inside of her suit and the horror just encapsulated in that moment. Uh yes. That is Wow, you're right. Yeah, I totally missed that. Now I feel like a moron. But um uh <laughs> Caitlin, are you still with us? Well, Benny is quite warm. She will fall. <laughs> oh, have we lost Caitlin completely? No. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> and the ship is traveling. It's traveling. It's traveling. <laughs> See if I can have a trip traveling long enough for Caitlin to get back. I mean, uh, I can start with where Caltrax. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you... It's very well a different part of the ship uh, than looking out the window because I am in the medical bay inventorying for the inevitable injuries. Okay. Um... So mostly human equipment. How much is there? How sophisticated is it? What can I save them from? Hang on just one moment yeah, here. I understand. This just, is also the uh, dilemma of trying to arrange things while one of our players is present. Ah, okay. Um, Benny will be rejoining us momentarily. Um, for now, Cadrax, yeah, you are uh, inventorying. It is, you are not super impressed by what you find in the medical bay. It is, you know, this is not quite up to, you know, Coming, coming from the Star Choir, the Star Choir has all kinds of advanced medical tech because y'all go into battle all the time and obviously coming out of battle, people need often super intensive care. And, you know, so this is this is not like Julian's medical bag or anything like that. Um, it is it is pretty bare bones. Um, that being said... The bones are exactly what I'm worried about. Yeah, it... it <laughs> It's it's better than what you would probably find, you know, in a, in a normal Earth hospital. Uh, you, you notice, you know, some some advanced tools, but you you think um, you you are going to mostly be relying heavily on your own wherewithal uh, to sort of stretch what you've got thin, assuming you know anything comes up. Uh, you know, you also have Ula's healing powers uh, if anything happens. Um, but no, it's it's not uh, it's not you, you are not super impressed by what you find here. The inventorying is is partially just trying to work through a plan, not having a plan, continuing to work through the plan, and then moving on uh, to trying to at least plan for the consequences of not having a plan. Uh, so people around the ship will hear the pacing, I'm sure. You, you, you can remember uh, Abigail showing you um, uh, Project Runway, and you can just hear Tim, Tim Gunn's voice in your head going, make it work! Uh, and, and you're like... You know, um, and, uh, yeah, so, Ulez, you're just flying the ship, you doing anything? Um, I guess they're looking for, 
I wouldn't like we wouldn't have received the SOS call again because we're still in the wormhole, correct? Yeah. Uh oh yeah no you were still in the wormhole and communications don't work in the wormhole so Lila has not sent that to you just yet. Okay. Uh, well, Ulas is trying to pilot through this, and like this isn't something you can just put on cruise control navigation through a wormhole. It's incredibly intense, and you have to be at 100% in order to make sure everybody gets out alive and in one piece, and in the place that you want to put them. Um, so, I mean, Ulez is probably a little bit less like the Ulez that y'all got to know, and more like the Ulez that you met you know, almost a full year ago now. Uh, rather straight-backed, very stiff, um, you know, in the piloting position. None of, like, the comfortable, almost human-esque mannerisms that they have adopted, those are all gone now, and they're just maybe muttering quietly to themselves how badly they want to go home. Oh. Well, you're all doing your thing. Uh, anything else anybody wants to do right now, or...? Okay. And, uh, huh? Um, it's about a day. So after my panic inventorying, uh, where do I catch Fionn? After snacks? So many. What's he up to? Um, uh, good question. I think after a little bit of looking at the window, I would get bored. Like, it's amazing. Don't get me wrong. But, like, at a certain point, I'm just like, yeah. Stars. Um, or no, warp, wormhole. Um, so, I don't know. I guess I'd be looking at other parts of the ship. I'd just be in one of the other spots. Kind of just checking out a spaceship. You seem less alarmed by space than your fellow of the species. Well, uh, yeah. Uh... I guess in general, uh, I've watched a lot of sci-fi, so I kind of feel very acclimated to this sort of experience. And Earth itself is technically traveling through space. We're not, you know, stationary in one spot. Even when we're in the sun's orbit, we're moving in three dimensions. So as a kid, that uh, scared me a lot, that concept that we're just floating in space. But I don't know. It's also nice just to get out. You understand the severity of the situation and the limited, if any, tools we have to address it. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Share with me then your secrets for such a blithe affect under those circumstances. Well, I guess it's interesting because we've switched spots a little bit, haven't we? I mean, on Earth, anytime something is happening, I've got a lot of associations I have to worry about, you know, home and family and what does this mean and what does that mean? For me, for this fight, it's all kind of new. So I'm learning and I don't really have those ties so I don't know, I guess I'm taking a little page out of your book, if I'm being honest, Doc, and I'm just kind of stepping back and trying to think more like a surgeon. What needs to get done? How do I do it? And if my hands are shaking, uh, try my best to calm down before I get back to it. 
Can I ask you something? Of course. Yes. You know, your um, society. What's like your least favorite thing about it? I don't understand. Like what's something that's always kind of annoyed you? And you've been like, you don't really want to voice it, but then you came to earth and you saw how other culture is and you're like, oh yeah, I guess we don't do that. Or, oh, we do that one thing too much and other folks don't. Can you give me an example? Oh, sure. I mean, for me, it's like, you know, uh, a meeting, you know, both you and Ulez, it's like, oh, wow, other civilizations have a lot better communication than we do. Humans, we don't, we, we really need to put our heads together a little bit more and put aside our differences and work a little bit more as a coherent unit. Such an irony then that I find the, la the totality of consensus so stifling by contrast. This is difficult in part because my people sing as one voice. You, uh, did you ever read Great Expectations? No, not Great Expectations. What's the other one that I kind of don't like as well? Great Gatsby. Uh, I do not recall that among the stories of your heroes. Uh, yeah, well, it's about a lot of better off people complaining about the people who are better off than them. So for me, I kind of don't really have a lot of vested interests. They're all quite terrible. But there is one line that's kind of coming to mind right now, which is when Nick Carraway says, you're better than a lot of them. You're better than a lot of them, Cadrax. Then how do I help them be better? I don't know how you all function, but you're musically inclined. And with my very layman's knowledge, I would go so far as to say that if you're all a chorus, usually happens on the function of chords. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's usually a root note that everything else revolves around, right? That determines the tone of conversation, yes. Just change the tone. I think, I don't know. I don't know that much about this. I don't know much about your civilization. I don't know much about music, but it just made sense to me in the moment. Um, Catrax moves a little bit. So they're next to Fionn's shoulder and they put an arm around his shoulder and use the force of that arm to bring him somewhat towards them? Vian will do absolutely the same, uh, pulling Cadrax towards him. They tilt their head and touch it on the top of yours. Vian does the same. Thank you, Vian. And while that is going on, You've been traveling, let's say, a few hours at this point. Um, and Ulez, the computer indicates to you it is picking up a signal. Oh! Uh, computer, please play signal out loud. And you hear a pulse. Ooh. 
and then another pulse. Boo. And then another pulse. Boo. It's very, very repetitive. Are these systems specifically that I'm familiar with? Because I'm getting like sonar vibes, and that sounds old fashioned for like Ulez's people, at least. Tell you what, Ulez, make an investigation roll. Oh, yes. Well, finally, I might roll something over a 10. <laughs> An 11. Okay. You scan the data and you run the signal, you know, through your systems. And you realize this is some kind of a beacon. Oh. In fact, you realize you are familiar with this particular beacon. It is the signal from a short-range tracer, exactly like the kind your mysterious benefactor gave you back in October of 2021. Benny, are you at the bridge with me? Yeah, she's still up here with you. Okay. Um, so Ulas has kind of broadcast this, and they're going to look, I don't know if you're like behind or next to them. Mm-hmm. Um... Could you uh, look at this data with me? Yeah, what is it? And she'll, this, she'll crouch down with you. Yeah, short range. This is a beacon. Uh, like we'll the one it. on the ship? Very similar. I, like, I don't know if Benny's quite equipped to like understand this kind of data. <laughs> I don't know. If it, but she will look over it with you and, and we'll, yeah. She'll sit and like I think she'll sit and like ask you what things mean as a way of like helping like, okay, so if this says this, what is that? What is that implying then? Like, she- <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, uh, uh, this is kind of a map and this is like, uh, uh, these are the locations and these are the coordinates. But and it's, it's that not- close to us? It, unfortunately so. Um, is there like a PA system on this uh, ship? Yeah, I would say that there's like an intercom system or something, sure. Intercom, that's the word um yeah, just tap your badge there to it yeah. ah! um, <laughs> uh i mean i know so i know we also have our communicators but like this is actually who's missing one Do you all have, have them now we all have oh. them now nice. okay cool 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 but still they'll use the uh intercom uh if the crew could gather to the bridge uh we have some information that must be assessed as a group and you all make your way to the bridge? Yeah. Before that happens real quick, before we like leave the room, I just want to turn to Catrax and go, it's going to be okay. We're going to make it okay. It's going to be okay. Of course. And then is. you will... Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. And we move. Oh, no. Uh, you... After the lie, they just keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you, you, you make your way to the bridge. All right, we got like a hailing signal or something like that. Ah, uh, I imagine we would. Rick, again, we are still in the wormhole though. So, like, is there so a way to? It's not a communicator. Like a freeway exit coming up is sort of what my understanding is here. There's like an earlier exit kind of vibe coming up, like a marginal, like bing, 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 and then you turn off. Like That's just that. what's in my head. Okay. Yeah, you were warned that you could leave the wormhole at the wrong spot. So it's like... Uh, oh, it, it is, Yeah. Um, 
So this Which, is hypothetically a shorter range tracker that is showing up on our computers than the one that this ship is equipped with. Correct. And it awesome. is a signal that we recognize. Oh my god. It feels yeah. this way. Liz absolutely identifies it as the signal on the man who murdered me. Yeah. Oh damn, yeah. we gotta go get him. Is this, signal, is this near our exit point or is this like total oh, detour? Oh. This feels like a detour entirely, but is Can actually Oh go ahead. Let's make, make an intellect roll. I now realize the man who murdered me is non-specific. Jesus. At <laughs> <laughs> uh, this point, yeah. Uh, 11 with nothing added. Yeah. Um, to tie that all together, yes. You put your heads together, and as Kadrak says that, Vion, you remember putting a tracer on Sonny before he disappeared. Ulez, you know that this tracer is the same kind. Very, very, very you know, long probability that there would be something different out here, you know, like, like that, that is that similar to, to the technology that you encountered. Mm-hmm. Um, and from your latest scan, you get the feeling it is coming from inside the wormhole and it is getting closer to you. Oh, um, like like it's stationary and we're moving towards it, or it is actively coming at us. That is a good detail. It is actively Jesus coming Christ. at you. Uh, uh, based on the time between the beeps and how they shorten, uh, how much time do we have? Uh, let me run a quick scan, Rick. Let's give me an intellect roll. <laughs> so afraid oh Oh, that was not my best can i add Uh, can you add um because like it's just an investigation maybe i don't know yeah i'm looking up stuff yeah you're Uh, you're okay kind of a stretch but i'll let you have it thank Um, you (laughs) 10 10 um you figure you've got Five minutes. Jesus. Uh, okay. We must react rather quickly. We have five Earth minutes to proceed. Right. We are unarmed and woefully unimpa- unprepared to engage in combat inside of a wormhole. What magical tools do we have? Well, I could uh, teleport something over. Uh, I can change the shape and size of stuff. Um, can does you ship have shields? Uh, yeah, your ship has armor. Uh, that is okay. At level that's five. what the equivalent was. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and the the. Do the keepers have cloaking capabilities, Ulas? Uh, we are known to possess that, but it is not available on this ship. It is rather rudimentary. See, the keepers, um, they are aware of such technology, but they do not employ it themselves as they are not a, you know, 
conquering or militaristic race in any way. You don't have to hide from anything. Folks know what's up. They see us on their planet and they're like, I look at the grass. Thank you. Uh, we only have some shields, but, uh, well, when two things are going to collide with each other, I, I'm rather concerned that our shields might not hold up. Yes, and if he's on any kind of a combat vessel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know what type of vessel is coming at us. We don't know if they're coming at us or if they're just heading in the opposite direction, and this is a coincidence. Wow. <sighs> We only have them on scanners because we rec- we picked up the little ping. Maybe they don't know we're coming. I don't know. Um, I mean, most likely they have a ship that has superior technology than what we have aboard here. That's Everything fair. here is it is quite functional, but we do not possess the true capacity and necessity uh, tools that is necessary for space travel. This is just well, it is a, a human version of what they think we need. Uh, we are going to go put on our spacesuit. <laughs> yes. Um, quick question, Benny. What do you think uh, the effects of wormhole would be on you? I would assume the same thing that would happen to anybody. I don't know what happens in a wormhole. I, I think I slept through most of high school physics. Um, Your human physics are wildly wrong about that- wormholes. Okay, oh. so what would happen to any of us if we left the ship in a wormhole? Yeah, what would happen to the humans? Uh, may I make a medical roll? Yeah, go for it. Seven. Oh, sorry. Uh, eight. Ooh. Um. You're not exactly sure, but you notice that the ship seems to be holding up. Um, you don't know quite how much physics is going to translate, but nothing nothing too bizarre seems to be happening to the structure of the ship or the structure of all those other ships that you have passed along the way, which just seem to be kind of floating in the ether. Um You also don't know, especially when those people have physiques that do things like turn to lava or, you know, uh, phase out of existence, uh, how any of that could possibly factor into it. You could only guess. Even if I were a specialist in wormhole interstellar medium, it would be very safe to assume that it is not by some wild quirk of probability friendly specific to the physiology of your species. It is a very delicate homeostasis that you have, at least by paradigm, although both of you are in your own ways non-paradigmatic in ways that make it difficult to give a full medical response. We do not know. It is not known. <laughs> okay, cool. So are we are we preparing for combat here? Are we preparing to be boarded? Do we uh, offensive, a- defensive? Okay, let me ask one quick question, and then I'm going to pitch one of my patented The signals are getting closer to get Okay, yeah. Can we tell how big the ship is, Ulez? Uh, I can can run some scans, but we do not have a lot of time. Okay. Ulez, run some scans. 
Oh, finally a six on the dice. <laughs> uh, 12 and then a 14 if I could add my investigation. Okay. You start running some scans. Dion, what do you want to talk about? Well, it really depends on the size of the ship, but I turn to Benny. All right, this is a little out there, so go with me for a second. We're in space, dude. Like, any. It's this. Well, that's kind of the optimal thing. I remember a spell from my book that I paid no attention to whatsoever because I honestly did not think it would come up. But I can cast cosmic power, which might be able to adapt your fireness and magma into just space energy. And I could also, on top of that, cast flight if you want to just sort of punch this thing out of the sky. And out of game, I'm just going to say what I'm proposing to you, Caitlin, is I, I can turn you into Captain Marvel. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, we don't have any weapons. That's if what that's I'm- what we're going to do, if that's what we got to do, I'm, yeah, I mean, yeah. You want to punch a ship out of the sky? I will do my damnedest. Uh, all right. I... I know we're running out of time in terms of, because it's going to take a page of preparation to cast my level three spell, my lower magic, small magic. What did we call it last week? I should have written small it. Small magic, down. big magic, small magic. Right? Small magic. Yeah, you're right. Because I've got two little pieces of paper to keep track of it. One big, one, one small. Oh um, okay, so I would then, in that case, just preemptively, because we're running out of time, I want to cast uh, flight at three um, for Benny. And then at level five, I like to cast... Uh, cosmic power. Just so you know, Rick, in the book, it's like cosmic power is just like power, but cosmic. It's like kind of an explanation. <laughs> right, it's wibbly. Yeah, it's a little wibbly. It's like, yeah, this is a power. Uh, so if you want to check that out and just let us know. <laughs> yeah, let me look up cosmic power. <laughs> Your judgment from is on that. Taps into the primal forces of the universe. Choose one power you can duplicate. Additional power for... Essentially, virtually any power is potential cosmic power extra. That's like energy controller or whatever. Um, so if I could decide... Well, yeah, what is it that, that you... Yeah. I would like to give Benny... You know the Kirby Crackle? Is this getting too nerdy? You know the Kirby Crackle in like old Jack Kirby comics where something is so strong in its cosmic energy, it's just little bubbles like behind us? And it's just like energy being blasted. Sure. I and so whenever Benny would do like fire attacks, those become Kirby crackle. Like those become like just cosmic energy instead of fire. Hold that thought for one second. Okay, I will. I've been holding this thought for years now. <laughs> we are addressing the noise. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk more about this Kirby Cracker, it sounds that. Just like something I would eat. Technical yeah. issues. Oh, Definitely Kirby a breakfast cereal, yes. Yeah, yes! that would be really good. Why don't they do that? absolutely put that in some oat milk. There's Joe my cereal. Kasinga, hit us up. <laughs> I, know, I know you're in chat, Joe. Cup of Joe. <laughs> Yourself. Okay, so Editor you want to cast flight? Yeah, at level three. At level three. Yeah. 
and you want to cast cosmic, cosmic power, power kind of just give kind of you know cosmic blasting power power a la you know marvel or something like that yeah um, just real just carol danvers it up okay um from my favorite marvel movie all right huh. um okay first start casting give me give me your uh, flight roll okay so this is See if you Eight can write plus roll. Come on, going. Yes, twelve to turn it on. Twelve to turn it on. Okay, so Benny, you can now fly at level three, which is about as fast as a car. Sweet car, a cheetah, or a falcon. <laughs> I love <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yeah, my three favorite animals. Okay. Yeah, it takes about a page, but since we're not like in the heat of uh, rounds right now, uh, I'm going to say that Vion just you, you are working on casting Ooh, that. But I have to roll an uh oh die on that on the level three. Yes, hey, thank you. Ah, remembering uh oh dies. Um, okay. Yeah, your uh oh die uh, is uh, what is it? Is it unpredictable or? Yeah. Right, it's unstable. Okay. Um. So yeah, give me give me a roll on your uh oh die. Three. That's good. Is it one and a two is bad? Yeah. Yeah, one and two is bad. Yeah, that's fine. So, all right. You're working on getting Benny some flight, and now you want to roll cosmic power uh, with your big magic, right? Yeah. So this is eight plus roll, because it's just to turn it on. Okay. Uh, Give me that. That's 11. And what level you're trying? You're going for five? Yeah, I'm going for five. Ooh, uh, hang on a second here. Remind myself what happens. Um, failure means you must make a determined effort to try again. I will make a determined effort to try again. That means you got to use a point of community determination. You don't Is that okay it. with everybody? Oh, yeah. This is momentous. I'm so stressed out. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Try again. Come on, big money. Come on, big money. I want big money. Oh, it's the pumpkin blowing hearts. Uh, eight that, plus six. The pumpkin will get it done. Happy um, Halloween. So, Benny, you feel the cosmic power start to surge through you, um, tapping into the primal forces of the universe. And um, does that negate the uh, power dampener that you had on me? It's gone now, <laughs> okay. unfortunately. Cool. Yeah, one, once he uh, casts yeah. something else, it ends. Um, so now the way this works, uh, yes. it's basically like a blast type of energy. Um, the, the rules from energy control seem to apply. So, all right, Ulez, the results of your scan come back. There is a ship. It is coming towards you. It mm-hmm. is very fast. It is about the same size as the ship you are in, give or take a little bit, okay. um, roughly in scale. And uh, it is about to overtake you in three, oh God. two, <laughs> oh no. one, and you just see right through the window out front, just... <laughs> ship just passes right from above you, right in front of your path. 
and it goes a little bit beyond you, and then it sort of turns, and it just stops in your path. Can I go around it? You can certainly try. Um, uh, like Willis, we'll kind of like narrate what the ship is doing, so everybody's like. Yeah, I think you can all probably see this. It's got like you know, let's assume it's got like a Star Trek kind of you know screen up Yay. front that and monitors you know useful stuff. Um, How Ula, much that bigger be, than us? Uh, it is about the same size. Oh, okay. Um, Ula, give me a handling test, which is your coordination. Okay. Coordination thing. Heck, I got that stronger. That is going to be a nine. Nine. Okay. So. You start to try and alter your course to go around. Mm -hmm. And while you are doing that, you can see a bay door Yep. slides open on the ship and out of it a man or somebody in a spacesuit flies out of the ship and starts flying directly at the hull of your ship uh, um, the hull is a rather important piece of our ship if, yeah. uh, somebody could perhaps do their best to defend it we um, yeah. do not have the capacity we are during all of this time, could I have put on a spacesuit? <laughs> I think we established, yeah, we were. Okay. Super yeah, familiar. absolutely. Um, and. Can, can I get. Can I, I get. freeze up and I hear music. Cadrax, take a point of determination. Where did I put my it is? Cadrax, you know, a point of determination. And yeah, something about the appearance of this person, the second you see that shape, that ship. The music that you have been hearing ever since your first resurrection is louder than ever. Just drowns out everything. You barely even remember where you are. Cadrax is just out of it for a second. And as I, that happens, the whole ship just rocks as if you have been hit by something. I I think I see Cadrax freeze up and I think Benny's like, okay, go time. Like <laughs> I think she gets like, who I want to, is there, do we have like an airlock? Is there like yeah. a, yep. and yep, then, okay. So does this, like, is this sh like suit equipped to like walk on the exterior of the ship or like, is this do you have, like grab boots? Grab yeah. Boots? Anything like that. Uh, yes. The, the suit is equipped with magnetic boots, okay. um, nice. which allow you to uh, tether yourself to the hull a la Star Trek six. Sweet. Um, okay. I can also fly, but like, I just wanted to be sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think Benny just goes for the goes for the airlock. Okay. You enter the airlock and you pull the thing behind you and kind of wheel the thing closed and you press a button and you can feel the, the pressure equalizing on both sides. And then a little red button starts flashing. Uh, and I will say that when you were given the tour of the ship, you were brought up to speed. And that red button means when you hit that, the exterior door is going to open and let you out of the ship. Uh, the ship. The shape, the ship. <laughs> I know how to talk. I know how. To, I know how to talk. Okay. Um, yeah, she takes a second and kind of like centers herself, and then she'll smack, smack it in. Yeah, you hit the button, and the door opens, and you rush through, and suddenly, for a moment, you are 
floating in space, but the magnetic boots quickly attach to the hull, and you are now kind of being pulled along on the ship, which I will say Ulez has slowed down to the point that you will mm-hmm. not be, you know, ripped to shreds. Not traveling me, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, you are being pulled along. I start making, I start truck. I start trucking up to the top where we got hit. Okay. You walk along the outside of the ship and you get up there. And uh, as you get up to the top of the ship, the first thing you see in front of you is a pair of legs. And you look up and there is a person in a spacesuit standing there. And you get all the way up, boom, to his face. And it is Sonny. You have seen him before. Uh, Sonny, uh, played by uh, Gabriel Luna, I believe, and um, from uh, Agent of Shield, and uh, he is just standing there, staring at you. And um, you know, movie style, we're going to say you can communicate. His ship is, is a, his spacesuit's got a little thing on it, and you know, it's a, you, know, you kind of get that like you know that garbled space voice yeah, yeah. thing. And uh, he says. That's disappointing. Thought they were going to send Cadrax. Sucks to be you. What do you want? Cadrax. Roll initiative. Sucks to be you as well, because that isn't going to happen. Okay. Uh, And while you're rolling, can I just establish that, like, Vion quickly, like, saddles up to Cadrax and just, like, just sort of either steadies them or gets them to like sit at like the co-pilot seat. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you kind of try and guide Cadrax. It, it, it is like, you know, it's like walking a zombie, you know, it's kind of just, they do not, you know, they are not really helping you that much. So yeah. it, it is kind of awkward. As always, my uh, initiative is horrible. So that's a five. <laughs> and Sonny just, blasts you with his voice. Um, is that a willpower save? or uh, That is going to be, uh, well, it's it's coordination if you want to try and dodge it, or strength if you want to try and take it. Okay. Okay, that is a 10. Ooh. Um, 10 on what? On strength. On strength. No, 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 11, 11 on strength. My bad. Oh, 11 on strength? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I forgot. I have the plus one. I, I forgot. <laughs> okay. Sunny blasts at you, um, but maybe unfamiliar with fighting wearing one of these spacesuits on the edge of a ship, or, or maybe it's the weird effect of the wormhole on his powers. Hard to say, but you kind of. <sighs> you are able to take the brunt of his voice with no damage. And he is a little surprised and kind of looks at his hands and he gets like kind of angry and like charged up. Rookie move. And I'm going to, I'm going to bum rush him. I'm going to try to like punch him in the chest or something. I don't know. I don't know how my cosmic powers work. Can I like, do I like power up? Is it an aura? Like how does the, how does that work? It's like a blast, you know, like, you know, stick your hands out and like, you know, your hands will kind of glow and fire like a, an energy okay. burst or something like that. And what am I rolling? What would I roll for that? Um, it is an energy control roll. So it's like you, you are rolling on the level of the power that Vion gave you, which five. is five. 
cool. And if I did that at like point blank, like as like a shove, is does that going to do anything for me? Or is that just, is that just be flavor? Um, like you want to like try and not hurt it. Like what, what do you, no, what do you no, no. I'm trying to like, I'm like point blank. I'm trying to like punch him in the gut and like blast him. Like, I bet I don't know if I can actually do that. Like mechanically. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, yeah, he, he basically just shot at you with a different form of energy control. So Sweet. it's very okay. similar. Yeah, no, she um, just wants to like punch him and like blast him on the, on the punch, basically. <laughs> do it. Okay. Uh, you're rolling, um, you know, a D6 plus five for the level yes. of the cosmic power. Okay. Um, I don't get kickboxing on that, <laughs> on that maneuver, do I? No, okay. No. That's only an eight. Um, you fire an energy burst, but Sonny easily just kind of, you know, dodges out of the way of it. And then he kind of laughs at you and he's like, uh, hmm, somebody's not used to fighting in space. And then he just lunges at Bold you. Bold of him to say it. He just suffered, struggled. <laughs> okay. All right. What am I rolling? Uh, this is just ordinary. He's not using his power. He's just, uh, you know, prowess attacking. Okay, so, okay. you know. Oh, that was a bad choice, buddy. Um, that's going to be a, oh my God, math. That's a 16. <laughs> that's a, that's Six, a math. Wait, what, are, what are you doing? Prowess. Prowess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's 16. So he got. Okay. Yeah. He like, like comes lunging at you and you are able to kind of like hold him and like, you know, he, he's not, you push know, it's like stop his charge, something. right? Yeah, yeah. And push the fist out of the way. And he kind of comes up behind you and, and, and just, you know, puts his hands back up and he's just Ooh, like, yeah, going, I'm just interesting. punching Interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just going for a straight punch this time. All right. Tougher than you look. That's going to be a 14. Clock in the jaw. This is just a punch? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, you completely miss. He just... <gasps> Interesting. Okay. And uh, he's just sort of like, hmm, tougher than you look, but uh, don't really throw much of a punch, do you? And uh, he goes and del- just tries to deliver this massive spin kick to your head. Okay. In his human... But like he knows what's up. The hubris. Uh, that one is only a thirteen. It might get me thirteen. Um, ooh, okay. He he land. I, I also rolled terribly. So he lands the kick, um, but it, it, it just kind of you know just kind of grazes you a little bit, and uh, it, it does not really deliver any damage. Oh my god, this is very interesting. Okay, okay. The ship's like rocking back and forth. Yeah. Maybe both of you are like sort of struggling to find your balance. Uh, he looks pretty frustrated, and he's just kind of like, ah, "I love a good challenge." All right, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a roundhouse kick. Okay, that's another sixteen. Oh my god. You go to Roundhouse and he blocks it exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow, um, it's like you're both you both have so much in prowess and yes, like, you know, fighting bonuses and stuff like that. It's it's it's, it's amazing. It's like it really Wild. just it's all turning on the dice roll now. I love this. Um, and uh, yeah, he uh, he's like, 
enough of this. And he flies up for a second over the hull and fires his voice down into the hull of the ship instead of you. No, thank you. And uh, he, Benny, take a point of determination. Okay. uh, Because he is going to spend a point of determination Mm -hmm. to invoke his quality of uh, highly trained. And um, he fires a blast like right beneath your feet. You kind of rock, but really the damage is done. Mm -hmm. The ship, you know, kind of veers off course. Ulez, inside, you feel the whole ship just kind of start to spin. Uh, Kadrax, you fall out of the chair that Vion put you into. Unless Vion's standing there to help you or something. It's like you, you're kind of you know, flailing around. Um, tell you what, Ulez, make a handling roll. Thank you. <laughs> Come on. I can get this under control. Oh, maybe I won't. Uh, oh, no, you got it. <laughs> seven. It was jarring. The ship flies right off its course <gasps> and goes... Right through, remember I said that the, the wormhole was like kind of like the striped psychedelic, you know, kind of tunnel that you were going through. Well, you go straight towards that wall and like running right towards it, right towards it, right towards it. And instead of hitting it, you just go right through one of those stripes. And the ship is just, and the second you pass through that wall, It's like you're in a roller coaster car. You know, the ship is just going downward at a thousand miles an hour, kind of crested into this, you know, huge kind of, you know, like, like spin. And you are suddenly not in the wormhole. You are surrounded by a star field, regular space. And the ship is still moving. Moving along, and Ulez, you, you, you start trying to kind of regain handling. Mm-hmm. I'm also screaming at Vion. You have to go get Benny. They're outside of our ship. I don't know if they're going to be okay. I want to inflict trouble on myself. Yeah. Fire that's closest cat burns most of all. Oh, I mean, yeah. I've been nullified for 24 hours, and I just got scared shitless by getting knocked out of a wormhole on the hull of a ship. Yeah, Benny, as soon as you you see, like, the ship flying for that wall of, 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 of the wormhole, and it's just like, you think you're about to crash into it. So it is, like, utterly terrifying when- I think it's the fire's the ship- response to Benny being in danger. It-, it comes out to protect her but we are yeah. in space <laughs> the fire comes out and and as promised your suit seems to hold it pretty well and they fly through the wormholes you know wall and 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 still going as you see you are now in the star field and and, and still kind of freaking out a little bit suddenly you liquefy into lava and the lava fills up the inside of the suit and then busts it, and your spacesuit bursts. And for a minute, you think it's over. But then you realize you're not suffocating. 
In fact, you're not cold. You're not suffocating. None of the elements of space as you would expect them to work are working. You seem to get that when you are in lava form, you don't need air and you are hot enough to survive in space. Ulez, mm-hmm. give me a handling roll. Okay. Okay, that's better. Uh, ten. Ten. You are able to correct the attitude of the ship. It is no longer spinning. Um, it, it takes kind of all your wherewithal and you're interfacing with computer systems all over the place. Cadrax, mm-hmm. um, you start coming back. The music kind of dies down a little bit. And you look around and, you know, very confused. You are in a very different place than you were a second ago. You are now sitting down. There's the the wormhole is gone. The star field is there. And the ship is kind of going straight. And it kind of dips a little bit. And you see a planet ahead of you. And Ulez, you realize the ship is being caught up in the gravity of the planet and you are being drawn into its atmosphere and you are headed directly for the surface. The whole thing starts shaking and rattling. And it's like, you know, like, like, like a shuttle reentering the atmosphere, fire forming on the outside. Benny, your lava form just subsumed as the entire ship starts being covered in flames. All right. Okay, the ship speed is 10. Yep. Since that is the higher of the ship speed and the material that the planet is made of, that is the calculation that we use, the base number, for deciding your crash damage. Okay. The ship is just headed for the surface of this planet. It is going... I mean, just incalculable speed. Oh, my God. It looks like we have opened up the lore drop. Thank you so much, everybody. Hey. I cannot tell you how much we appreciate your support. Let's just keep doing this. Uh, We are super grateful, and I am very excited about this lore drop. But for now. Can um, I try to do something absolutely off the walls? Depends. What do you want to (laughs) do? I have just found out that I can survive in space and I'm made of magma. Um, startling. We're also hurtling towards the planet. We're in the gravity. We are like on trajectory for the planet, correct? Yeah. Okay. My power level for my fluid form is eight, which means my stretch level is eight. Can I elastigirl this and try to slow the descent of the ship with my fluid form? Like do like a like magma parachute or something like I can't slow it all the way. I'm not going to get like a gentle descent, anything out of it, but can I slow the momentum at all? If you do that, I think there's something else I can do to help from the fore of the ship. Okay. Um, My stretch level is eight. What do you want to do? Cadrex? I can, we're in, we're in a medium again. I can work with that. Remember what I did to lift the train? 
if I can use basically as a counterforce against the planet, and my power level is also eight. Okay. I'm probably going to have to invent some of these calculations on the fly here, but I love all this, and uh, let's see if we can make this happen. Benny. I'm not going, like, far. Like, I'm not, like, going, like, stretch, like, city blocks or anything, but I am... I'm, she's going to become, like, wide. She's going to gain area. Kind of become like a parachute. Yes. And she's okay. on top of the ship, so... She's already give out me, here. All right, so give me a roll okay. on uh, your... Fluid form. Fluid form, yeah. Okay. What, is, what level is that? Eight, right? Eight. Yeah. I'm going to burn I'm gonna burn a point of determination. Okay. Fire that closest well, you- kept. <laughs> Fire this closest cap. All right, so that brings you down to one. Yep. Okay. That's a 16. That's a max die plus determination. 16. <laughs> That's a 16. Thank you. Thank you, metal die. Okay. <laughs> Let me see here for a second. Um, okay. I don't know if there is an actual formula in here. I'm looking at the instructions for flying for how to do this. So what I'm going to say is you got a 16. I, the, the ship is going 10, so that's the base for the ship, and I got a 5, so I got a 15. So I'm going to say you slowed it down from a 10 to a 9. Something. I'll take it. Cadrax, what do you want to do? Um, I am going to use a blast of sound using whatever uh, medium is this atmosphere. Uh, to create a cushion of atmospheric pressure at the point of contact. Uh, Basically, like, it's all about absorption of force when you actually crash. And the more you can communicate that force over time, the more that's going to spin out. If I can just... (laughs) Create enormous pressure at that final thing. Just try to cushion okay um hmm okay give me a roll this is a complex task yes i'm gonna set the difficulty at nine because that's the speed of the ship so i'm going to use my point of determination to raise my power level to also be nine Okay. Oh, oops. Sorry, that was wrong. Prison. So that's your point of determination. So your power level now will be nine. Uh, wow. So it's all down to the die. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Well, you do have one point of community. Okay, it wasn't a six, but it was a five. So that brings you to fourteen. Uh, I have um, I have two points of power skill. It's a sixteen. Oh, sixteen. Okay. Um, and I rolled a three, which is 12. So that slows you from a nine to a five. 
Um, I would say another page of action is passed. So, Ulez, you can make another handling roll. Okay. Um, how is... Oh, that's so nice. How is Vion doing... Um, <laughs> Yeah, Vian, like, what do you have so to do? So much is going, and like Ules panicking at the at the like the console, like touching everything, muttering absolute just like Ules obscenities. You know, they're gentle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, butterfly and graham crackers. Yeah. Um, I, you know, here's the thing: uh, Earth physics classes, um, a little rudimentary, I suppose, in the grand scheme of things. But I will say this as someone who went to an international baccalaureate high school specifying in higher level physics. Thank you, Senor Giordano, uh, who's still with us. I don't know why I looked up. Um, <laughs> we, we only have 40 more minutes, Omar. <laughs> uh, we did learn the basic laws at the very least, which includes the law of gravity, um, which is a relationship between two bodies, uh, a planet uh, and a ship, for example. And I believe the uh, the relative pole of that is negative gamma M1, M2 over R12 squared. I haven't looked it up. Um, but that is just off the top of my head. And I do believe I have energy control, which includes gravity. So what I would like to do, Rick, is while Ulez is steering the ship, I would like to go ahead and cast energy control and just kind of like lower that pull a little bit between these two bodies, M1 and M2, over the R12 squared. All right, Ulez, what do you get on your handling test? <laughs> I got an 11. An 11? Okay. Um... You have got the ship about as un under control as you can get it while it is in sort of, you know, be, you know, while, while it is, you know, careening towards the surface of a planet. Um, okay, Omar. Explain to me what you want to do as if I was a small, stupid child. Uh, so there's, gravity is not an atmosphere. It's a pull between two things. And that pull is um, accelerating our downfall. What I would like to do is just lessen that acceleration. So I don't want the planet pulling us as quick. I want the planet just giving us a little, a little wave. Okay. Um, I believe in the spirit of the theory of relativity, gravity doesn't even really, you know, it's not even really a thing. It's just that like, you know, reality has like a curved surface and everything like sort of spills to the bottom like a ball. Okay, but we'll Jeff, argue Richard. about, we will argue about physics later. Um, I'll take you up on <laughs> first, are you casting... Big magic energy control. Big or magic. magic. Okay, so big magic energy. That was giving Benny flight. Oh, cosmic. Co cosmic. Oh, cosmic. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's cool. Um, give me a magic roll to see if you can turn on the energy control. First. Okay. So this is eight plus roll. Uh, eight plus five is thirteen. Happy hour. Okay. You have energy control. Uh, sorry, gravity control at level five. Great. Um, in fact, yeah, so what I wanted, yeah, okay, great. Um, I'm gonna, so then now this is five plus roll. Um, and here we go. Uh, it's gonna be a nine. Do you add a cult to those rolls? Not, or is that just, the, it's it just power level plus mm, okay. roll. You said nine? Yeah, that's correct. That is a moderate success. <sighs> Pretty good for a kid from San Jose. Okay. Okay. <sighs> they had slowed the ship to five, and you have got a moderate success trying to create this, you know, to nullify gravity or however we want to describe yeah. this. Ulez, your last handling test was about as on the money as it could have been. The ship flies down, and 
as you see you going to the planet, you see that the surface is is kind of this, uh, uh, let's say, um, kind of like gold rock, you know, um, uh, you know, almost almost golden in color, you know, probably not actually gold, gold. I don't know who knows could be, but um, but that is all you see. You see yourself headed for this like rocky landscape, uh, and you come down, Benny pulling Cadrax pushing Vion, nullifying, and the ship hits the ground. Everybody is jolted. And hang on. Okay. Um, using the How's base damage. damage. Okay. The ship hits the ground. Uh, it has armor that absorbs five points of the crash damage. Um, and uh, its structure is five. Um, the ship takes some significant damage. It is not totaled, but... I'm going to say a wing rips off. Some of the bottom is torn open. Um, it, 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 you know, the hull it, is okay. Uh, the hull is not punctured, um, okay. but the, you know, the, the, the structural integrity of the ship is, is sort of, you know, some, some of the electronics and mechanics that should not be exposed now are, mm-hmm. um, it slides along the ground, you know, it's just like, it's like watching an airplane that just landed without its, its, its landing gear down. And it's just like, you know, just screeching along the rock, sparks flying everywhere. Um, let's see, crash damage, roll an attack against each passenger using the base damage. It's a bashing attack as everyone is strapped in and a slashing attack if they're not. Benny. Uh, give me a roll on, I think it's your strength. Okay. With all the damage resistance in the world, you got this. Fingers crossed. If you don't got this, every single one of us is murdered. Okay, that's another max die. That's 12. Okay. Your lava form, your fluid form, and the damage resistance that it comes with, you kind of go flying off the ship and roll along the ground, or not roll, but probably just splats and like pulls back along the ground. But you don't take any actual damage from it because of you know your 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 altered form. Um, Cadrax, were you strapped in? Uh, didn't you specify that I fell back earlier? Yeah, you fell out of your chair. Yeah, that's true. Good, good call. Thank you. Um, so give me give me a prowess roll. Um, I assume it's first uh, reflection. Sorry, strength roll. Strength roll. What? Reflection. <laughs> oh, yeah. The way yeah. mine works, I think. Punch that planet back. <laughs> I mean, on the broadly similar force <laughs> reflection principle to <laughs> right. what they just did to the ship, yeah. Test Unless this planet's not Newtonian, Rick. Action with the attacking effects level as difficulty. Okay, yeah, okay, that'll work. Um, Strength, seven. sorry. Seven. Uh, okay, uh, I can... Yeah, okay. With your reflection, um, you're actually, you know, you, you, you take that hit, but 
pump it right back into the rock that you hit. Ulez, you were piloting, so I'm going to say you were strapped in. Oh, yeah, and I had my helmet on. Mm-hmm. And you had your helmet on. Okay, uh, plus you have all of your damage resistance apply. You have two points of damage resistance that apply Yeah, here. the hat's um, just aesthetic. Give me a strength roll. Okay, oh, no. I don't think I've had to roll that this entire game. <laughs> oh, how's a five for you? Ooh. Um... Les, uh huh. You take. Oh gosh. Five points of damage. Okay. Minus the two, or it was seven total. Oh, oh, thank you. I'm sorry. You're right. So three <laughs> points of damage. Yep. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> Folks, math has never been a strong point for me. You can talk to any of my elementary school teachers about that. It's just, if it, if it involves numbers, my brain just checks out and goes on vacation. There's a lot of things dates, to remember. That's remember why we've numbers. got each yeah. other. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, uh, uh, rules lawyer Benny. Um, so, Ulez, you are actually down to three points of stamina. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say that, yeah, it is quite a jolt. You are, you hit yourself against, you know, the, 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 Oh, uh, the, the console, console. Yeah. yeah, and uh, maybe leave like a leaves a mark on the console, you know, which is a little crack in your head. Yes. Um, and uh, that just leaves Vion. Were you strapped in? No, sir. Mm. <laughs> Give me a strength roll, Vion. Okay, it'll it, fine. It'll be fine. Here we go. Big money. Seven. <laughs> Vion, you lose everything. Three points. You are down oh, okay. to four. All right. So, Vion, you are down to four. Ulez, you are down to three. The other two are okay. The ship skids along the surface of this planet. You can see out the window ahead of you, there is a cliff ahead. The ship is grinding all the way against the ground and just stops just as it is about to teeter over the cliff. And now it is kind of seesawing. And every time the seesaw goes down, you can see below you that this cliff falls. I mean, it looks like it's like half a mile down. These are not earth scales. This like what you are seeing before you is so deep. The Grand Canyon would feel just insignificant by comparison. The Grand Canyon would have serious self-esteem issues seeing this game. <laughs> I have flown, I have flown off the ship. I have landed lava f- side down into the dirt. How does the, this ground here, this like a golden colored stone react to the lava? Can, am I melting it? Am I changing the shape at all? Um, you stand on it and uh, it, it seems like pretty impervious. Like, Shit. Okay. I grab Vion yank him, shove him toward the stern of the ship, and say, gravity, gravity, gravity. <laughs> yeah, gravity I... control is on. Oh, this is, uh, is going to be a little tough for your old boy here. Uh, I am going to uh, focus the gravity on me now instead of the ship and increase it this time. Um, that will... I, I might incur some damage from that. I have no idea how those rules work. It's energy control gravity, so that's not something I'm aware of for energy control as a paradigm. Oh, you could I also selectively make the stern heavier. 
Yeah, you're. You know what? That makes. I'm. I'm. I think that. Okay. Well, can we just say that we had that quick conversation, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, you're. It's you're a little bit of sacrifice, and then Cadrex, you're like, no, it's not. First, you're like, I'm going to make myself heavier. You're a little disoriented because you just took a hard hit, and Cadrex. No, like, not you. <laughs> oh, Benny is booking it towards the show. Yeah, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fly, She is like flying at you super fast, but y'all, yeah, do your thing. And I, like, yeah, at Benny, you're trying to catch up. Yeah. Yeah, I will cast, and I'll just. I want to increase the gravity by two. Okay. Give me gravity control. The structure of the ship is five. Uh, okay. So this is five plus roll. Uh, nine. Ooh. That is a marginal success. Hey, I'll take so it is my discretion. Um, <sighs> Beyond, you are super disoriented from the crash. You know, you took damage, you, you know, you were the momentum, the whole thing, you know, and crashes in and of themselves have a little bit of psychological mojo to work on you since you died in one. Sure. Um, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> with that disorientation, you increase the gravity on the back of the ship. And the first thing that happens is like the ship starts to like kind of crunch and then you kind of try and, you know, work it a different way. And, 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 and you are able to, to kind of pull, add weight to the back end of the ship so that when it teeters back again, it stops. And now it is just holding front half off the cliff, back half on the cliff by by sole virtue of you holding the end down. Can I add something as flavor text? Yeah. To this? Just, uh, um, just something that I've been thinking about. Uh, the shapes, as this is like happening, and I think with like the stuff that's been happening with Vion and as he's like introducing more magic and all this stuff, that the shapes that are kind of like fluttering off and disappearing into the wind are no longer like Germanic runes or whatever. And that because like I'm trying to use like astronomical stuff that they might actually be more like Arabic or Sanskrit in like their characters. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, they are, they are coming out. Um, why don't we say Parnodin? <laughs> and that's why you're the GM, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and that's like as I'm focusing, just like those are kind of just like drifting off as the misspell is happening. Yeah. Oh wow, I love that imagery. Um, and yeah, this is like one of those things where it's like because it is just a marginal success, you don't know how long you are going to be able to keep yeah. this up. Benny, uh, you have been flying to the ship. You can see. You were watching. You were seeing. Yeah. Like you know, it was one of those like oh no no. No, 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 and, yeah. Yeah, and, and 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 you 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 are just now flying over and you are, I don't know, you know, good 20 yards away. Um how where do you want to land? On the ship, next oh, to the ship. No, I wanna I wanna get behind it. Okay, um, yeah, you come right down and, and touch the ground behind it. What does the back of this ship look like? And what is um, the terrain that it's sitting on? Or at least uh, the whatever the part that is not hanging over the cliff. The okay, the terrain is like I said, it kind of looks like gold, you know, like okay. golden rock. Like rocky, you know, or is it think. totally flat? Like it's it's got a lot of movement. Um, 
I would say normally this landscape is probably pretty flat. Like, you know, it looks like it, it maybe long ago it was heavily windswept. It doesn't seem to be, you know, you don't see pebbles, you don't see dust anymore. It, it's just like, you know, clean, polished, you know, rock everywhere, except your ship just crunched so much of it That's that there's true. like okay. a big, you know, trail of, of broken rock now and, and dust and stuff from your crash. And like, if I pick up like a part that's shattered off, I can't manipulate it at all. Like if I put all my heat into it, like I can't change any of its shape. You can give it a shot. Would what would like, you like to do? Well, I want to, I want to see if I can do it first. Cause I don't want to like fuck up the ship, but I, I would love, this might take time, but like, if there's like a lip of the back of the ship, anything that is like where it had gotten, just gotten crunched by beyond end goal would be if I can pull some of the landscape in multiple places over like the edge of the ship to like staple it in place just to give it a little <laughs> bit more stability with the landscape itself. That would be what I'm trying to do, but I don't know if I can even manipulate this stone at all. And so she would I'm probably want to pick up very high difficulty. Yeah. On that. So Sounds what do you like want to do first? You're trying to test I it first. Pick up, yeah. I want to pick up like a stone that went flying cause it got broken out of the ground. And I just want to like, see how, all right, how tough you it would up be. A stone that broke uh, from the ship crashing. And um, Benny, give me a roll on your, I mean, you know, your aura, your magma form. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's not great. That's, um, that's a 10. It is possibly that you were just flung through a wormhole yeah, and had your, had your lava <laughs> explode on you. You are not really feeling super control over your powers, so you're not quite sure that you can't do this. But you don't seem to be able to make it happen right at this moment. I think she's just, like, pressing on it in between her hands, and it's like, oh, okay. And she just, like, tosses it on the ground. I, don't, I haven't heard from my friends yet, so I'm just <laughs> hoping that they're dealing inside. What's Ulez what? look like right now? Yeah, yeah, what are they doing in there? Ulez? Uh, yeah, so they kind of like hit their, so they were wearing their space outfit, which had a helmet, and then in that helmet was their helmet and then their head. So when they like smashed their head off the console, it was like a double, like there's just a lot of like ringing sounds. Um, so they... Uh, well, Vion was trying to like up gravity. They'd kind of un unbuckle themselves, flop to the ground, and then try to get their bearings. And I think once they kind of realize like what's going on, they're gonna take that one more look around. Um, uh, should we get out of this uh, ship? This is the structural integrity makes me rather uneasy. Uh. Yes. <laughs> like you hear from like corridors down, just like a yell. Uh, In order to not further upset the ship, Cadrax is going to hover over to Ulez uh, at the fore. May I lift you? Oh, yes. Should we teleport? Because I have a feeling that the, um, the door is... Not functional. I leave that to your discretion. Whatever gets you safe. I'm going to teleport us out. Ooh, yes. With my uh-oh die, I've seen some of the terrain. So you're just taking Cadrax? Just Cadrax. Okay. Or uh, Vion's down the hall. 
<laughs> Ulez nope, really believes that he's going to be fine. Thank um, you. That Kadra, uh, sorry, Ulez, give me a teleportation roll, um, which I believe comes with uh, uh, you got an uh-oh die for that, right? Yep. I rolled a five on that, so that is okay. So your uh-oh die is fine, and how did you do on the, the regular part of it? Uh, a total of ten. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, you and Cadrax, poof, and uh, you bamf your way outside, and Benny, you are standing there when Ulez and Cadrax just bamf right next to you. Um, that that oh, mysterious green crackle appears, and poof, they're right there. Where's Vian? Oh, Benny, we greet you. Oh, Vian is inside still. Um, currently okay. holding down the ship. Okay. And I did mark down my stamina, Rick. Yeah, that takes me yeah, at one point of stamina. You are down to two. <laughs> Vian, you are the only one left in the ship, and I'm going to say at this point, you can start to hear the conversation they're having outside as your earpieces reconnect. Well, the captain always goes down with the ship, and I have nothing to do with this one, so I'm going to phase and try to... I don't have to like stand at the point. like I've decided the point, so I would like to phase and try to cross through the material. I don't know if I can or not. I don't know what this is made of, but I'd like to try. Um, your phasing is at level four. Vion, you find you cannot penetrate the outside. Um, I'm trying to think if, if you spend a point of determination. No, I can do other stuff. I don't care. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you, you cannot, you cannot phase through it. It, it is higher than level four. Uh, okay, well, I'll just touch my earpiece and go, hey, Benny, uh, you're not going to be able to fly for a bit. Okay, good to know. Um, I'm going to take that off. I would like to try to cast, I know it'll take a page of prep, but I'd like to cast um, teleportation on myself. Okay, um, give me a magic roll, a uh, little magic roll. Eight plus roll. This uh, will require... 12. Right, oh, this huh? takes a page of prep, and you have yep. to roll, um, was it burnout? or? Uh, this is unpredictable. Oh, unpredictable, yeah, or unstable? Which one is it? Uh, unpredictable. Yeah. Right? Neon Vigor limit. Uh, I have unstable as your limit. And it's unstable. Um, I was like, I think okay. I have unpredictable. <laughs> I think that you were something else. Yeah, unstable. If you use your power in a fight Bad. or other tense situation, roll a die. On one or two, your power goes off at random rather than doing what you intended. That's right. Oh, my God. All right. So give me an uh-oh die. Here we go. Come on. Larger numbers, not smaller numbers. You? What are you? Dad, it needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> I got two. Oh! Leon, you start generating runes in the air. <laughs> and... Oh, it's been uh, fun. It's been a good run. And... Um, Not today, kiddo. I'm going to say... I should, I should figure out a cool way to, to do this by random. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to think about a way to find what your random effect is randomly next oh, time. Oh, good. Great. Um, you turn invisible. Oh, okay. So I'm an invisible ghost boy. That's fine. Um, I uh, realized that I did not teleport and I look down and go, oh, okay, I'm going to have to work on this one. <laughs> and I, what I'm going to do then is I'm going to, okay, our, oh, you, no, no, no. We were uh, Benny and I were looking out at the wormhole stars. So I'm gonna go to that spot 
That's glass. I can I can easily phase through glass. Um, is this space um, glass? Is this some weird space glass? Not it's, weird. It's, sorry, that's judgmental. Is this a specific <laughs> space glass? Uh, it's uh, transparent aluminum. You're joking. Uh, <laughs> aluminum is well, it's obviously oh. not going to be made of glass. No, transparent I aluminum mean, is a thing die. that exists now. It just works differently than the thing, but it is a thing. But aluminum okay. is a lower is a low. Yeah, I yeah. aluminum is it level is four. Four, yeah, which you can pass there. Uh. Great. So I, I jump through it with the sort of like, ah, I got it. It's just glass. And it does feel a little bit weird when it gives me that level four resistance. And I'm like, oh. All right. You <laughs> like, find the window and uh, I'm going to say you pass through the transparent aluminum. Um, yeah. You're keeping the gravity control up? I Yeah, I have to until we're clear. Or in okay. general. Yeah. You get clear of the ship. You are now outside and on solid ground. Yeah. The other three, you can see him kind of just kind of. Can we, or is he still invisible? Oh yeah. You're still invisible. Yeah. So yeah, you don't see this, but you do see, you know, uh, you actually don't see anything. You're just standing there (laughs) waiting to hear. You might, you might hear if he makes any noises or anything, but um, uh, yeah, I forgot. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Vion, you're invisible. So nobody sees this. Um, Do you, what do you do now? Uh, hey, everyone, it's me. Hello. I am, I am here. Uh, you uh, hear this, but you don't okay. see it. Oh, oh I'm, no. uh, yeah. I'm I'm before all of you, but uh, my magic can misfire, so I am not currently. Uh, uh, I'm currently translucent. Oh, okay. Um, is everybody well? How how are we all doing? There was a lot to to take in. We have not taken stock of our ourselves. Are you clear of the ship, Vion? Uh, yeah, I, no, I'm standing right in front of you. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just put a hand out and probably... Yeah, that's, yeah. In fact, you pushed me back a little bit. <laughs> Knock his glasses aside, ask you. Yeah, no, I'm here. I am, I am here. I'm sorry. Uh, that's okay. Can we attempt to stabilize the ship? I was trying to manipulate the landscape to our advantage, but I don't, I don't think I can do it reliably. Is, um, well, is it uh, really quick? Is anyone hurt? I'm okay. Um, I have hit my head and I feel like some of my wires are a little, a little tangled up, but, and like okay, you can tell I'm the gonna... lights are not very bright. Yeah. Okay. If that's, if it's a visual indicator, I, I don't know if I'll get a point of determination for this, but, uh, kind always, um, uh, I kind of as always, I, I'm gonna, without really even honestly taking a second to think about it, Rick, I would like to turn off gravity and I would like to cast healing, um, onto Ulez, which make if an, it works, it'll give Ulez five additional points. Make a magic roll to see if you can turn on healing. Uh, oh, it's a pumpkin blowing little hearts. Just so everyone knows, it doesn't actually blow hearts. That's just a joke that Caitlin and I made on Twitter. Um, so that's going to be a total of 14. Okay, so you easily turn on healing. Uh, where's my healing? Uh, restore stamina. Um, touch your subject and take an action to restore your... Um, but I might cast it lower just to make sure I get it, because we don't have a lot of determination. Mm-hmm. Healing cannot increase a subject's stamina over its normal level. You can restore up to twice your power level in stamina to any given subject in an issue. 
Uh, okay, so give me uh, a roll on your healing power. Great. Now, I'm going to do this at level three. Okay. Um, and just to make sure, just to make sure I understand this, uh, that means I roll five plus roll, but it's going to be easier for me, right, Rick? Yes. Okay. Uh, it means the difficulty. Yeah, I'm 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 now rolling d6 plus three instead of d6 plus Got five. It. Uh, okay, so that's going to be uh, ten. Okay. Um, Beyond, you draw this Sadarmin or Par- Parnadin rune. And you turn on healing, and without even thinking about it, as your healing comes on, gravity releases, and the ship slides over the cliff and plummets all the way down. Oh. You touch Ulez, and Ulez, (laughs) you are restored three points, so you are back up to five. Yay, I'm almost full health. Didn't it say you heal twice the power's level? Uh, you can heal you can. Twi- up okay. to twice your power level in the course of one issue, is what okay. it is. So, so he can only restore 10 points in any given issue to anybody. Yeah. Got it. understand. Uh, uh, so it's a big hero moment for Vion. I mean, you you all can't see it, but it's just like, you know, as your lights are coming back on, as behind Vion, the ship is just like a flip. <laughs> And he is so glad he is invisible right now. <laughs> oh, goodness. It makes a horrible sound as it like grinds off of the mountainous gold ground. <laughs> and yeah, you're all just standing there as you saw your ship slide off the cliff and disappear into oblivion. Um, you hear... A huge explosion as it hits the ground. You know, it takes a while because, like I said, it's a, it's a, it just mind-bogglingly far drop. And uh, yeah, it then it gets quiet, and you kind of look around, and you are in this mountainous landscape. Um, tell you what, everybody, give me an intellect or an investigation roll. See what you can see. Twelve. Nope, just kidding. Six. Six. Thirteen. Uh, Fourteen. <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay. Um, you all look around. It is like I said, you know, smooth, windswept, polished rock everywhere. Um mountains as far as you can see in any direction. No sign of life. No sign of civilization. Above you in the sky, there are five moons and a distant red sun, which is just huge, takes up so much of the sky. You look around. What do you want to do? Tadrax, do you recognize this planet at all? You do not, just for the record. <laughs> no, that would be a statistical improbability of the absolute highest magnitude. The fact that we appeared in any close proximity to a planet with a source of gravity that we can even 
withstand at a temperature we can even continue to exist is so unfathomable that it would be beyond serendipity or the will of the resonance itself that I should also know where we are. Oh, you? Yes. Oh, no, not at all. Um, this planet would never have been on my radar. There's not a lot of organic life for me to study. Therefore, I would have never have had a purpose nor ever learned the existence of this planet. You yeah. Wonder. And I'll tell you, you don't see not a leaf, not a blade of grass, of not a mosquito, <laughs> nothing. Not a mosquito. No. <laughs> Probably couldn't even exist given the proximity that we're in to the star uh, via radiation. Yeah, it's, it, it's warm. Um, it's like you are Proxima all, B. <laughs> um, who's got a spacesuit on? Just Benny? Oh, no, Benny, Benny does away. not have so, a spacesuit on. Cadrax, you have a spacesuit on. I, yeah. thought, I thought everyone did, except for Everyone but Benny. Oh, everyone except Benny. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a hole in my helmet, though. You, you have a hole. Yeah, you have a crack in your helmet. Um, for uh, for everyone, the, the when Benny is in magma form, which she now got to discover, uh, she has a, the life support ability, which means she can ignore up to eight like oh, things, okay. hazardous environments, because of her level eight. So she can ignore needs and hazardous environments, including breathing, cold, disease, heat, pressure, radiation, toxins, and vacuum currently. Awesome. So she is her own spacesuit. She just needs to not turn Solidify. off yeah. the magma. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you are you, you are burning burning lava girl right now. Mm-hmm. Um, She's been practicing, and- I guess. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. Practice paying off. Ooh, not the way she thought she'd be using it, but we learn something new every day. And as the four of you are just standing there surrounded by a million miles of nothing on an unknown planet in God knows what part of the universe. You see in the sky, a spaceship passes by in the distance and you recognize it as Sonny's ship. Oh, good. It flies over the horizon and disappears behind a mountain. And on that, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much, everybody. <sighs> oh, my word. That Come is the on. best possible ending they could possibly that was so be. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. My mortal foe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I could not be more relieved. All will be well now. Huh, this one turned out to be uh, a little wild. Do you think? <laughs> Not what you expected? No, actually, <laughs> I, I kind of had something different in mind for this, but this is much, much better, actually. Oh, um, when this happens. This whole second half, just wildly different than what I thought, but I'm, I'm loving this. Um, y'all, y'all, y'all killed it here. Uh, so many stars to go around tonight. Well, that's next episode. Uh, yes, yes, well, let's get ahead of ourselves. Um, so... Uh, Real quick, let's go uh, around the table, tell the good people uh, where they can find you, um, starting with uh, Caitlin Bruder. Hi, I'm Caitlin Bruder. You can find me and all the things I'm doing on Twitter at KKAMABR. I got stuff coming up in the works that I can't talk about yet, but it's really exciting. I hope you check it out. Um, you can f- catch me in, on Infinite Horizon over on twitch.tv slash rule of lore Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific. I think that's all I have going on personally. Um, in Stopline 3 news, um, as I said last time, the, the pipeline got completed, but you can still uh, call your representatives. People are petitioning Joe Biden to 
provoke that because he's trying to be the climate change president and he's not doing a very good job. So, you know, make your voice heard. Also, if you have the chance to check out any, you know, stopline3.org, st hashtag stopline3 on Twitter, whatever. Um, and Camp McGeezy, M-I-G-I-Z-I, -I, I believe is how it's spelled, but you'll, you'll find it in tags. They are working on winterizing their camp right now so the water protectors can continue to protest and stand in the way of, of line three operations. So they need help for with bail because people get rested all the time and they also need help for supplies and making sure that the water protectors stay safe and warm over the winter because it gets pretty cold up here. And that's what I got. Omar Najam. Uh, hey everyone, I'm Omar. You can find me at Omar Najam on Twitter. Since it's Halloween, first of all, thank you so much for joining us on Halloween. This is so excellent. Uh, and, and thank oh, yeah. you all for, totally <laughs> for everything. Let's hand out some like treats real quick uh, off the top of my head. Uh, Dale just put up a video, our, our, our own uh, Destiny. Um, that's like kind of like a monster thing. That's a fun thing. So check that out. Also, she's almost at 100K subscribers. Uh, so go check that out. Monarchs Factory is the channel. Subscribe to Monarchs Factory. Uh, let's get it to 100K. Um, uh, also, we found out right before we hopped on that Jake's a huge horror fan. So if you could do me a favor, uh, pop over to uh, Indigo QT. Uh, on Twitter and just send Jake like your favorite horror gif. It could be like any, like a fun, silly little one, like when, you know, like a Charlie Brown pumpkin one, or it can be whatever, just don't make it too messy. Uh, but if you could do that and wish Jake a happy, uh, uh, it's happy birthday for all the Halloween people. So just say happy Halloween birthday. Um, uh, 13 days, 13 shorts.com. A ton of amazing artists have put up art. Uh, so go check that out for yourself. Cause it's, it's, it's great Halloween art. Um, and then finally, for our last little Halloween thing, because costumes are customary for this time of year. Um, I thought I'd try one really quickly, if that's all right with you, uh, Rick, which is, I gotta take this off first, and I'm gonna put this on, and I'm killing ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, This oh, is no. the greatest honor. <laughs> I realized we had the same sweater on, so. I can't, can't oh. even tell you apart there anymore. You it's, it's like, it's like the same it. person. Jake, did you put the same one in two windows now? That's, yeah, there we go. That's flawless. So that's it. That's me. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm having like a video issue, Jake. Yeah, lens on my screen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened to Omar, but uh, I'm sure he wishes Glitched everybody happy Halloween. I can't see it. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> Omar cast image and now is uh, yes. manipulated in illusion to. Um, uh, yes, so yes, there, yes. I got Jake you. Here. here we go. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my goodness! Here we go. Yeah. Oh, the role play is so uh, top notch. Just like that. God, this is what we should have done. Yeah, get <laughs> <That's laughs> characters just have you play each other. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. You're you're almost there, Kate. I don't know. It's, it's tough to get Omar hair. I know. Like, I don't think of all like, ever yeah. any of no. them. Come on, don't. <laughs> He's got hair strength level ten. True. Um, <laughs> Actual. So yeah. Uh, uh, Send Jake your gifts and uh, uh, go subscribe to Dale, our own Destiny Benediction, uh, who, by the way, foresaw the hole in the ocean, if everybody remembers. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my okay, God. Huh. <laughs> Sam Blev. Role-playing performer and variety streamer throughout the Twitchernet when I am not going through weird portals <laughs> in space on power play. You're right. No, I just noticed um, that uh, it looks like Jake got a little confused. Uh, he must have got up and come back and wondered how Benny got in Vion's window and Vion got in Benny's window because now um, perfect. Ah, they are back yes, in their appropriate windows. I do see windows. the dilemma. Yes, yeah. I now to view yep. the monitor. Um, no, that all looks correct to me. 
Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't I'm understand. Sorry. I don't even know why. I, yeah. Just ignore me. Uh, so, uh, yeah, weird portals in space. And also with, uh, excellent Q times productions that give you quality such as this, uh, please catch me on star jam that premieres freaking tomorrow. Wow. Also weird portals in space, except, uh, this time I'm a, dra I'm, I'm a little baby dragon. I'm a baby dragon. Uh, it's going to be so fun. Uh, we're having, we're having a real good time. And like, we, we have, we have some really, uh, Gene. in conclusion, Gina DeVivo, um, Coming up this week, I will also be premiering on a show uh, for Fandom Tabletop called Eidolon Alpha. It is uh, Hades meets Kaiju. Um, so I am very, very excited uh, for this particular flavor. Uh, so go check that out. All of that's on my uh, Twitch About page uh, regular schedule. I know because I definitely just sneaky updated it. That's twitch.tv slash delevely, D-E-L-E-V-E-L-Y. And for all my one-offs, uh, that's on Twitter at Tchaikovsky, C-H-A-I-K-O-V-S-K-Y. And the amazing Bazelda. Yo, hello. As always, you can find me on Twitter as at B underscore Zelda. I'm a podcaster, streamer, the community manager for Adventures League. Um, and honestly, I've just been taking it easy, which is to say I only record three podcasts a week <laughs> and stream once. So it's kind of nice. Uh, if you be nice to be. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. Don't, don't, don't keep overworking B. Well, at the same time, if, you know, anybody's doing anything in December, I wouldn't mind scheduling something. I love, like, festive-themed games, but I love horror Halloween. I just, I love the idea that, like, or excuse me, Eight horror candles. Christmas. Uh, that is a very, ten candles? Eight candles. Eight you said candles. you like festive-themed. We're oh goys, we're not gonna, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love you, Sam. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> follow me for none of that content. You'll have to follow Sam for that. Why is this RPG different from all other RPGs? <laughs> um, okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm Rick Bud. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at rbud913, or you can follow the show at PowerPlayRPG, and I will be back here next week with these four amazing people um who i don't know i can't even tell who's who anymore but um yeah but they're the, the count is right so um everyone will be back here next week uh for uh for a new power play and on that the theater goes dark and we are on mer island in the present today uh and it is daytime and we're at the springworth correctional facility uh, Dennis Sartori, also known as Big Problem, played by Theo Rossi, is being secured into the back of a prison transport truck that is being equipped with end-style power nullification technology. He looks to one of the guards and he says, where are you taking me? And the guard says, shrugs and says, uh, that, that, that's above my pay grade, man. And uh, then he hops up, uh, hops out the back and he locks up the door and uh, he slaps the side of the truck and shouts to the driver, you're good. And the engine starts up, and the truck pulls out. And uh, we follow it as it exits the facility and makes its way through the surrounding neighborhood. And uh, it pulls onto a highway, and it drives until day turns to night. And finally, it stops in the rear of the truck. Big problem has fallen asleep. But then the doors open, and light beams in. And a man's voice says, 
Sartori, Dennis, let's go. And there's a beep, and the restraints holding Big Problem down disengage, and he groggily sits up, and he squints as his eyes adjust to the light, and he says, where am I? And the voice says, yeah, you'll see. Come on, come on. And Big Problem looks a little hesitant, maybe a little scared. Uh, but he nods, and he goes, yeah, okay. And he gets up, and he slowly makes his way out the back of the truck to find himself in a huge room the size of a warehouse. And uh, the truck is parked in the center of a circle of sort of bright spotlights. And they're all aimed directly at big problem. He squints his eyes and, and he just barely makes out that there are people standing behind the lights. You can see the silhouettes and they're all just kind of watching him. And he turns to the man who led him out of the truck, who he can now see is just, you know, dressed in slacks and a button shirt very casually. And I'll say he's played by Lee Pace. And uh, Big Problem says, what is this? And the man says, this is the first day of the rest of your life. And on that, we cut to black. Thanks for playing with us. Hey everyone, this is Sam DeLab. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Your review helps other fans find the show, which really helps us out too. And if you're looking for other ways to support PowerPlay, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG for news about merchandise, giveaways, and everything else we do.